Yup, I shit my pants, y'all. I shit a grip of poop. about doing a, a long a longer form podcast now is I've, I've learned in the talk with a new bit of a mouthpiece I got some new mouth gear and mm-hmm. like what I didn't tell anybody was that the first day that I had it like it was triggering my gag reflex like crazy so every time okay. I, I would be talking in the middle of a sentence and just be like yeah so I was out knowing the yard <laughs> and I was just <laughs> gagging myself and I'm just like, if that happens during a podcast, it's gonna be the best thing. Like, like and you leave that shit in, leave it in, because it's funny. But just like the way it kept happening, like just innocuous sentences of just like, yeah. So I went, I'm gonna make myself a sandwich. <laughs> the I, thought, whole... I thought Polly liked. I thought Polly liked sandwiches. I love sandwiches. <laughs> sandwiches. Oh. <laughs> So that's 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 your randomly fun trivia. That and today I figured out what would be like, what would be the worst thing. What would be the worst things to start? The worst words to like gag in the middle of. Oh, be I, like, I, say, like say I love like saying I, I love, love, love yeah like Felicio. it's definitely a, a confession of love. Like you are the most beautiful person <laughs> to me. No one brings more light to my life than you. <laughs> I love you so much. Yeah, something like that maybe. Don't, don't, don't do any marriage proposals for the next couple of days. <laughs> Just play it safe. Or definitely do them if you've been... If you... No, like, if, look, you're talking to the person that put the Excite Bike theme on when they got someone off. You know you know what you're dealing with here. Yep. Yep. Life is good. <laughs> Missed y'all. It's been, you it's know, it's been a little bit since we've been together. Uh, it really has. It's been another month. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Imagine the audacity of Rhett to delay my podcast for an entire month with oh, dental wait. with dental problems. Can it you, was me for one kind, week. What kind of asshole makes their friends wait to get together to do a podcast? <laughs> and it's like, I have dental problems. I'm Rhett. Wow. <laughs> what a gigantic asshole. You know I love you, right? Of course you right. do. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, were you doing a bit there? Kind of. Like I don't know where the do bit all of your past starts. The bit is that I literally put the podcast on hiatus for a month because I fucking had my teeth pulled. That's Wait, the bit. Do- and then oh. Rhett so you- made, made us take a week off because he broke a tooth and he couldn't talk. That's the bit, John. Yeah, for somebody, For somebody who has spent the last two weeks... Sending me DM after DM of Norm McDonald comedy. You have grasped nothing. <laughs> well, now the bit is that you earnestly believed I didn't recognize the joke there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I was just trolling you guys. 
Yeah, that's how that works. I know. Pranked you. You're Prank, so pranked. Yeah, you're so prank nerd. I got you. You took it, hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> you guys thought I was serious? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's what, oh my god, we're so many layers deep now. <laughs> four layers deep. I'm getting. I'm lost. It's like the cliffs in Inception. I'm. I'm falling. I'm how do falling. we dig? How do we dig ourselves back out of this? You do the intro. I do the intro. Hey everybody, welcome okay. to Soxcast episode 143. Been a while, but we're back up in your grill with all that good Soxcasty stuff. I'm doing good. I bet my co-hosts are doing good. People out in chat look like they're doing good. So it's all it's all good. This is going to be the good episode. We're finally we're due for one, I think. Uh, we're getting dangerously close to 150. I, you know, I thought like if we hadn't taken all this time off, we would have actually probably hit 150 right before game of the year stuff. So, yeah. but so so we're actually going to hit 150 um, early next year sometime. So oh, that'll that's, be fun. That's fine. Yeah. 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 The the longer that number stays below 200, the the, <laughs> the less old we all have to feel, I think. <laughs> Don't worry, I still feel nice and cherubic. You look nice and cherubic as well. Oh like, my, oh no, like, Polly, Polly, I think you're looking pretty good right now. What do you mean? Aww. Look at me. Like, do I? Do I? This doesn't play very well for an audio podcast. But you are but, streaming. But to, but with but, something. But when I'm streaming, we'll talk about it. I want to, I want to save okay, that. Okay. We'll talk about it. We'll just say that if you're here for the live show, you obviously know what the deal is, and you know what's going on in the video feed. But if you're listening to the audio and you were not here last night for things that happened that may be a little too silly to explain, well, we, we will be explaining them in a segment later. I think it's worth a segment of going over how okay. all that came together. I think that's a, I think that's a great idea. I think there's something... Re- from last night we really need to dig into before we do anything else. Oh, what's that? What's that, John? So somebody asked who would win in the fight between John and Rhett. Oh, and yeah. Said, <laughs> yeah, Rhett would, would beat your ass. Like, Rhett would beat your ass. Really? Yeah, really I now. think he would. I'm okay, crazy. We did, <laughs> Rhett, Rhett, we did, like, just figure out, like, you're, you're like, a, a good a good chunk shorter than me. Like, we did, I'm not saying that that's, that's all of it. We did figure that out. Uh-huh. So, you know, I'm the crazy I'm it. the crazy little scrappy one. Yeah, like just he's got knife out of nowhere. <laughs> he's got feist he's got that feist in him. Yeah, hmm. like I just kinda think. Yeah. It's like it's like the it's like GGO. Did did you want to counter that point though, John? Like do do you, do you think that you could take Rhett in, in like just straight up one on one melee combat? I don't really have a lot of faith in my like melee combat abilities or bloodlust. Mm. Um, it really is just like I, I'm kind of a I am a la- I am a large mass <laughs> and a large I'm, ass. I'm a large I'm a large and that too. But also I, it's a it's a large body, and I feel like I just kind of fall on people a lot of the time. Um, that that could make a that could make a strong impression. See, like just, all the images I've ever seen of you, you seem wiry. You don't seem like you take up a lot of mass. Mm. Yeah, I mean it's a more height, but there's 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 some chunk there. I feel I feel like I could just kind of I feel like that plays a factor, you know. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> Beating her with he's the glob globe capitalist. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor backing me up. There you go. <laughs> um. I don't know. I don't have a strong. I don't have a. I don't have a strong read there i was just a little offended how quickly you got you got to the you got to that read yeah oh yeah Rhett. 
Yeah. I, okay. Yeah, it's probably fair. I could have probably sussed that out a little more. Maybe. I, I could have maybe thought it out anymore. But I think in my heart of hearts that, like, Rhett just fucking buries your ass. Damn. Just. <laughs> he. But, yeah. Yeah. I think that's where I'm at. Okay. I heard you talking shit about VTubers. Yeah, there you go. To my media virtual right, he stabbed John in his rough, rough. Now he cannot pee. It's Rhett. What? <laughs> it's the dumbest lyric I heard last week. Uh, I, I do New Music Fridays. I listen to new, new things. Uh, and uh, there was this rapper, and he's named Zillakami. And I only just got the pun on his name, despite knowing, <laughs> despite having heard of the guy for... It was like a day later, and I went... Oh, Kami means God. Yeah! So his name's Zillakami, and I've I've seen the guy's name around a lot. I never really investigated uh-huh. him any. Uh, but he put out a new album, and I gave it a spin just because, eh, why not? In the middle of it, I'm like, oh, Godzilla! <laughs> and then he goes, and then, like, literally seconds later, he calls himself Godzilla in a song. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, that's um. smart. But, but, yeah, like, the, the one of the ly- first lyrics to the fucking album is, I stabbed him in his rough, rough. Now he cannot pee. That's what I would do to John. Yeah, would yeah you would stab him in his rough, rough. For some reason, you can't say penis, but you can say all the other bad words, which is weird. That I don't, Look, man, these I pulled these introductions out of the ether. They're going to go it's completely fine. sideways Whoa, sometime. Why did she no, have introductions in there? Pardon? Why did Ether have introductions in her? That's a good point. How <laughs> lewd. Lewd. <laughs> my, my, my. How lewd. All right. To my immediate virtual left, he's still trying to figure out what his favorite Death Grips album is. It's John Thayer. Hi. John, did you figure it out yet? I've only listened to Money Store. Sorry. It's really good. The Money Store is good. It's really good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did ex-military like once or twice but mm. the money store was the one i like connected with for a good while yeah, i haven't listened in a while though yeah that's cool that's cool so how are you feeling john significantly better than last week yeah yeah we've not had podcasts for a while because you know people been having the feel bads um mm. been a month since we've last been uh-huh. together and it's just been kind of rough rough mm. <laughs> i probably will not leave this one feeling like extreme like social antipathy yeah like, even after the fun guardy party streams there's a layer of just like i hate everyone on this planet especially myself yeah no, we're, like, we're gonna oh wipe God, all yeah. that negative energy away because you're here be among friends that. now you're gonna have mm-hmm. a good time it's gonna be great yay yeah yeah so who wants to get the shindig started? Me. I'll let you. Okay. I, I was going to let oh, you all pick, but you know what? John's. I think of all the people that have had bad things going on for a while, John's probably had it the worst. So if John wants to start please. driving the new <laughs> the newest episode, John, please enlighten us. What you been I up to? Necessarily say that. <laughs> uh, I don't know how I would rank 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 school stress against dental dental issues teeth hurt a lot well Rhett's problem was not really it hurts a lot okay look 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 Rhett did have a tooth problem but it was more of a the the broken tooth cutting his 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 tongue problem that sounds bad it was pretty bad Polly like 
the night before I bought the mouse guard, I was like, I'm going to kill myself. This is as someone who's was, had, who's had like suicide inducing actual I mean, tooth not pain. Really. Like that's that, and it's a little, about. it's a little harder to kind of make that argument to me because you know, it's just, it's, yeah. you know, it's somebody that's had to deal with like that kind of tooth pain and like, that kind of mouth pain. So it was really at the, I can't eat because it hurts. So yeah. Like that, so was, that like, really that was does pretty suck. Bad. That does suck. I'm not saying it doesn't. It just reads a little different to somebody who, yeah. you know, yeah. Sounds really bad to me. Yeah, it's understandable. Okay, but I do want, I do really want to talk so about J- John, so, so like, Rhett, Rhett could beat John's ass in a physical fight, and John beats Rhett's ass in the Misery Olympics. No, I think the school stuff was still worse. Yeah, okay, that's, why cool. he beat, that's why he beat your ass in the oh, Misery Olympics. Right, right, right. <laughs> Look, I beat Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero. Yeah, you podcast. did. Yeah, you did. It was it did a bit of a journey. Like I, I kind of oh, started man. it when I wasn't quite in the right mode for it. I think so. I just kind of kept pecking at it over the course of like three months to get yeah. through it. <laughs> that is not how people typically. Man, seeing pe- the way people attack these games sometimes—that's mm-hmm, how I play Trails FC. Yeah, like these people. I I know people that literally just spend three months and play through all nine games. It's like how <laughs> Trails FC. Oh how Trails you... FC took me like five years. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, there's a lot to praise about this one. I think the way it mm-hmm. sets up its setting is really nice and cool. Where it's all built around like one very large city that's just constantly like changing in like little ways throughout the game. Mm-hmm. It's basically always rewarding to go around and talk to people and see the little arcs that like there's it's 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 trails like there are so many NPCs going through little arcs and it's really cool how much they story they stuff into these worlds. Um, I think that's just a really something I appreciated throughout was just how much love they poured into that part of it. Making it feel very lived in. Yeah. yeah. Um, that All the history, too, that that plays a big part of that. Um, the fighting is the same fighting as the past three. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's some mild um, kind of improvements. That but you can tell at this point that they're, like, they're bolting on new things to keep it as fresh mm-hmm. as they can because they really don't want to worry about making a new battle system right now. Well, luckily they'll. I'm sure they'll fix that in like the next couple games. Oh yeah, for um, sure. I'm sure they're gonna just completely reinvent everything. <laughs> yeah, just reinvent um, the wheel. It's fine. Hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I feel like I feel like that my big takeaway from this one is just the level of like. Huh. Um. It, it, the, a, they completely made me fall in love with these four characters. Like, mm. just lay yeah. that out. Like, co- just completely. They do such a nice job with all four of them. They all have their own little VN moments of, like, and here's my here's my backstory. Here's what I've been going through um, without a feeling, like, forced. It's just like, oh, okay. Now I, now, oh, good. Now I love you. Um, <laughs> um, I just... Love the main. I just love Lloyd. Lloyd is so man. Like even like 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 Sean Chiplock was doing, and he's a voice of Rain Schwarzer, the mm-hmm. dude in Cold Steel. He was talking about uh, Lloyd, and he was just like, "Man, Lloyd just seems like such a better character than Rain." And I was like, "Wow, oh, no, 
He's not played them yet, but he oh, okay. but he's see, he's seen how people talk about Lloyd and how people talk about Reen, and it, the 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 conversation is so vastly different between the two protagonists because uh, like Lloyd is a certain way and Reen is has his own qualities, but like yeah, mm-hmm. Lloyd is kind of just like such a good boy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. My God, he is the goodest boy. Yeah, it's very, it's very tricky because this is—it's so easy to make that kind of character just completely boring. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's probably like my favorite um, Falcom hero boy. Um, just in my from my experiences with the series. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I fucking love Kevin. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Kevin is still probably top of the pops for me too. Yeah, I mean they're probably the favorite just in terms of they have those stories oh they're really um, strong mm-hmm. but in terms of just like being the the falcom hero boy um like he feels like the the culmination of that archetype yeah where he's supportive in like very meaningful ways it's not just that he's there and strong and can beat up the big monster mm-hmm. um but he's like he the, the way he let can lend an ear um, the way he can say like exactly the right thing, mm-hmm. um, and it feels natural too. Yeah, like it feels like um, he's. It's a very good per. It's a good person facing this stuff down in a way that was very nice for me, and it, it made for a nice force for all these other characters to be bouncing off of throughout mm-hmm. the game. Um, I did not expect the game. To essentially be like a full length follow up to the most gut wrenching yeah. thing in oh, the entire first yeah. trilogy. Yeah. Like that was like that's probably my big takeaway is that they followed they made the whole game essentially like alright, we're gonna close that thread. <laughs> Enjoy. Um like obviously they're do- Everything. I mean, they're doing a ton of other stuff, yeah. but all that, most of that other stuff is set up for the next game. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You can tell that that first game is a lot of conflict building. It's a lot of conflict building, and then the actual meat of the story is closing off this thread. And, and it's, I think, oh, it hits so hard. It's so good. It, it hits so hard. I, I think. I think a little bit in my brain, the story feels like it feels like kind of a a pretty small game mm-hmm. for being 50 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I'm sure I'm going to feel a little more of throughout. Oh, um, yeah. um, throughout the <laughs> Ollie, you keep making me afraid of cold steel. I mean, uh, it's not my intention. I'm just bit. saying, I'm just saying yeah. there's a lot there and I engaged in all of it. Mm-hmm. So that's on me. You don't have to engage okay. with cold steel the way that I did. Mm-hmm. Like I just did everything, but I don't think mm-hmm. that literally everything is necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a point in these games where, like, the side quests, the support requests are like, okay, I've seen enough of these. I think <laughs> I usually when I get the Grail locket, usually when I get the Grail yeah. locket as a as a reward, that's my okay. I'm gonna be a little more uh, discerning Easy. about uh, which quests I take from now on. Hmm. Um, so I, I feel like that's, so that, that's one more thing is that when they revealed the nature of the villain, um, it is immediately feels like a bit cheesy. Mm. It feels a little bit anime JRPG. Very, very contrived. 
very it feels like oh, okay yeah this is uh, yeah because there's another there's another big bad organization that's different from the one from the first three <laughs> games that's running around doing stuff that's responsible for the big evil stuff in in the first game and also i i felt like for like 10 hours there i thought that they had um retconned the because just playing trails third you don't know that 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 the awful evil door is like part of anything bigger than bigger than that you think it's just like yeah this one big awful thing um but no it's part of this big other thing and i thought that they were retconning it to be like oh oh you thought it was that you thought it was i mean do we need to be coy i mean I it's it's, we it's probably part... don't know. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it, like, there's a major plot turn in Trails Third. It has to do with child sex trafficking. Yeah, they like, go there. They go there very hard, um, and it hits really hard. And I thought that they were retconning that to be like, no, no, this, this is just just evil experiments. <laughs> because just they experiments. did retcon that out yeah. of the EVO versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, they made that door significantly shorter, and they excised pretty much most of what was happening there. Mm. Yeah, um, so I thought that they were retconning it in this one, and I was like, okay, um, that's okay, whatever. Like they were trying to replace it with something that was um, still awful, still like a representation of child abuse, except in RP more RPG terms. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, but they didn't. No, <laughs> actually, they don't back away. Nope, they just they like it's. It deals with, like, like it's a very normal Falcom JRPG climax. Yeah. Um, and it's a very normal Falcom JRPG story, except that the very that the core of it is this, the, like, is this this nugget. The emotional core of the center is, oh yeah, these people are responsible for child sex trafficking, <sighs> and. That like, and they just kind of go head on with that, and all of the big JRPG catharsis is built on that. It is yep. built on that very real, awful thing, um, and all the political commentary. Like, there's a there's a lot of that stuff too. Like having p- politicians be c- culpable that hits hard now. Oh boy, yeah, like that <laughs> stuff still prescient in present day. Imagine that being prescient in 2021. So this was um like the, the the deal with trails for me is that they feel like these very like pretty almost scrubbed clean like nice Falcom games but each game will still have that nugget of like real pain something that makes you squirm or makes you ugly cry for a bit yeah like it's the it's the Everything playing out with the Joshua Joshua and Estelle's relationship yep. in SC, and then everything with Kevin in third, and now everything mm-hmm. with this character. Yeah. So like, I feel like that's what ground these and grounds these and makes them feel kind of elevates them up from a, a little bit of what they could be, mm-hmm. which is big dumb JRPG. Mm-hmm. Um, and ta- I really could appreciate be a Tales that of game. Hiyo. It could be a Tales <laughs> of game. It could be Xenoblade. Like, it it. Goes it goes just that little bit harder, and yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, 
I felt fucking exhausted by the end of this game. I was so done. <laughs> I was so ready for it to be over. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh... in the final I was in the final boss and I was like and then my controller disconnected and I had to restart the game and play <laughs> through the first fight. And it only took like five minutes, but I was like I like took a shower like I'm so fucking done. Do I actually mm. want to go through with the rest of this? <laughs> I think I lost <sighs> on the final boss. I was just like, oh, okay. When it when it highlights those squares, you really, really cannot be on them. No, get off. I thought they were going to be out of the battle for the rest of the battle. So when I lost two of them, I was like, well, that's the ball. I game. mean, that's what but... they do, and uh, that's what they do in SC. And that's doing SC. Yeah. The two of the fucking characters being like, oh, this guy seems even harder than the, is yeah. even stronger than the SC villain. And no, your levels are lower. His <laughs> HP is lower. It's not as intense as the SC final boss. That's okay. It's the first game <laughs> in the series. Come on. Don't fucking, don't fucking try to pull, pull stakes. The, pull the my JRPG. Me. <laughs> um, I, I'm very, I'm pretty done with the, like, I, I was a little spent on the fighting. Um, yeah. And it's just, I think my deal with trails moving forward is just recognizing, like, it's a very good game shape. Like the the language they built is very is very strong. The battle system is fun and fun and like, um, your little the stat changes feel meaningful. Your choices feel very meaningful. Oh, it's yeah. not like Xenoblade where there's two hundred thousand stats, <laughs> two hundred thousand stats, and like you sp- a you, billion you get, crafting systems. You get plus two hundred and one stat, and it's like I guess I'm doing three more damage. <laughs> In a game yeah, where I you're, regularly you're dealing do one million fucking damage, <laughs> um, so that just on a numbers level, this feels way stronger. Mm. Um, just it, it just Falcom, Falcom, yeah. is Falcom just being really smart at what they do. Yeah, um, but like I feel like what's happening with me is that each game is taking me on a new narrative journey. And then it's taking me on the same mm-hmm. game journey mm-hmm. every single time. Mm-hmm. And that's the part that I'm kind of tired with. And that's why I'm very eager to kind of spread. I, I kind of accepted like, okay, I might not be the kind of person that wants to exhaustively play the ludo- the gameographies, the discographies of all the musicians I like that read every book by an author I like. I might be the kind of person that just likes getting a wider sampling Mm -hmm. and i don't need to play three trails games a year until i catch up i can just go at my own pace and i can do that with every game series i like and i think that's and that was that was where i was at by the end of that like well i can't keep playing these it's getting yourself out of that every six months it's getting yourself out of that idea that games are an obligation Um, Mm -hmm. and that can still sneak up on you even when it's something you still try to exercise fully you can still you can still run into into that, and it can it can be bothersome sometimes because you mm-hmm. want to know. It's just maybe I don't want to spend a hundred hours knowing yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. The length is crazy with those, especially with the way Cold Steel seems to be a little even slower yeah. and more yeah. stretched out. Then <laughs> it's funny though. So I finished this game, and it was my game of the year. Mm-hmm. Completely hyped for like what was next. Wasn't like burnt out at all. And then I started. Azure, and yeah. That's when that's when the combat Uh-oh. fatigue fucking Uh-oh. kicked me in the teeth. Oh, because it was like just there's a moment in that game where they're like, 
they're on a mission and they go, oh, by the way, we forgot our orbments or something. <gasps> oh, God, yeah, the moment where is it? Yep, we're Metroiding this shit again. Oh, that's they funny. Just, they explain the fact that they have no magic from the previous game. Like, oh, yeah, we got the new version twos. They're empty right now. They did the same thing in SC. <laughs> the only time they handled that somewhat gracefully with the narrative was third, where we got sucked into a cube and somehow well, lost yeah, our third, orbits. Obviously third, they could do whatever with that setup. The SC was literally, yo, man, we got new orbits now. This other shit you got don't work no more for some reason. Yeah, they straight up do that again. And it was just like, oh, boy, here we go. Because, like, you're right. You go on the same game, the same gameplay journey. So, like, once you've hit, like, by the end of Trails 3rd and you get, like, those ultimate ones, like, you're kind of just waiting for that the whole game. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't feel like setting my orbits up as as strongly through as you're. Yeah. However, Mm -hmm. by the end of that game, I was like, oh, well. 200% 200% back in. Let's go to Cold Steel. <laughs> that's, the, that's the way it goes. Um, I think it also just... I played a t- shit ton of RPGs the last year. Like, I played two yeah. Kingdom Hearts games. I played Xenogears. I played Xenoblade. I played seven Rance games. Mm-hmm. I played... Christ. Um, I, even more than that. Like, that's not even all of them. I right. played Mori. Um, I, I think I'm... There's been a lot of games that are like... Um, you have to do this part. You have to do this long part, and then you get to go to the story, yeah. and then you get to the story. Uh. <laughs> and like, I, I think I've gotten a little bit exhausted with that. Yeah. Um, especially since, like I said, tra- tra- like Trails from Zero, the big story baits hit, knocked out of the park. Yeah, absolute home run. Yeah, like it completely if- lands. It sounds like you've cooled on it a bit in the last month because when you finished it, you were like, "I'm yeah. fucking back in on trails." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm in it. I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm still gonna play it. I'm just like acknowledging that, like, it can be no, a tiresome journey. It's a these big things, journey. Like, yeah, these are these are games I can't just mainline yeah. because otherwise I'm gonna get exhausted. Yeah. Me and get John exhausted. are not the type to just be like, okay, Cold Steel one, and then Cold Steel two, and then Cold Steel three, and then Cold Steel four, and then it's like five months later. Mm-hmm. I think a thing with me that I'm kind of realizing is also that, like, I can get good stories from a lot of places. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's, that is definitely something Trails has that, um, mm-hmm. a lot of games don't. Um, but, like, if, if I can get this, if I can get good stories from a lot of places, if I have, like, you know, 10 vi- visual novels on uh-huh. Steam right now that will make me cry as much as any trails game. Like that's kind of part of where I'm thinking a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, or almost as much. Um, like I, I think I, I need to give a little weight and credence to being tired of like play, maybe playing the same game each time. Yeah. Um, I, like, yeah, I mean, ahead. it feels completely valid to just, put it on the easiest difficulty at some point if you really just want the story in those games yeah but that's i don't think that's that's not how i roll i think i I know it's not how i do either but like Uh because if i'm at that point if i'm like i'm never gonna be the oh i'll just watch the cutscenes because that's even more like if i don't if i don't care enough to be engaging with the game part then i'm not Mm. gonna care enough to engage with the story right because that's what happened to you with fgo basically Oh no, I'm back in on. I'm, I'm, still gonna on, keep, on I'm gonna keep also playing, playing the that game one. part. But I mean, go ahead. But like, you had to note, you had to get to the point where you were engaging with it as a game as well, instead of just reading yes. it. Yes. Yeah. When I when I was trying to 
play just when I only cared about the writing in Faco, I was miserable. The it wasn't yeah. fun until yeah. I started like actually enjoying the fighting. Mm. So it's, I'm just saying that's what would happen if on trails if you just put it on easy and started skipping all the side stuff. Yeah. Um, I have one other game that mm-hmm. I feel like kind of fits into this, um, okay. but y'all can veto discussion of it if you'd like. Uh oh. Um, I did play Deltarune Chapter 2. Okay, yeah, I can't talk about this right now. Okay. How, I, I haven't how decided, not I, spoiler could you talk about it? Yeah, like... I can talk about, I can talk about it without spoiling anything. Because I haven't played it at all. I've not decided if I want to play 2 right now or if I want to wait. I'm leaning a little more toward just playing it at some point this week or something. <laughs> I don't know. People keep talking about it. Do you want me to give it. you... I, I think I could lay expectations in a way that would be nice or helpful in that situation not spoiling anything but just like um so this fits into the trails from zero discussion because i feel like deltarune chapter two is very much laying out the expectation for what the structure of a lot of the game is rest of the games are going to be and it's going to be i think a lot of it is going to be very episodic Mm -hmm. yeah and in a lot of ways, Deltarune Chapter 2 is pretty much just Deltarune Chapter 1 again. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, there's almost, like, not really much to spoil. <laughs> TBA. That's honestly um, kind of wild. Uh-huh. Um, and that was what that was when I was thinking about, like, playing through... Alright, you have to play through this part to get to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the, the arc that's going to happen with Deltarune is that it's going to keep being a it is an absolute visceral delight moment to moment i was cackling i was cackling out i was laughing out loud repeatedly throughout it i don't doubt and, that that's going to be the case at all i i yeah. like, i know toby i know toby's writing yeah. is yeah. going to be good and the way it plays out just as a like a fun light rpg is mm-hmm. fantastic hmm. like if it was a standalone itch thing i would be um singing its praises yeah for the rest of the year yeah um but it's not standalone. It has a lot of expectations of like, okay, it's going to fit into this very big epic journey. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think being in the serial format like this is, makes it especially like a lot of expectations riding on each episode, maybe. Well, it sounds like um, 3, 4, 5, and 6 are just going to be the next game. Um, 3, 4, and 5 are the next game, and then there's explicitly chapter 6 and chapter 7 on the on the menu. Oh, so that's, that's so the loadout. much. Yeah. No. So Toby's making is like 25 hour RPG. Like that's what this yeah. is going to be. Um, my art, my, what I imagine is that we're going to have several more, like a couple more episodes that are like really good, really good, fun things. And then yeah. like chapter five, seven, six and seven are just going to completely, implode and i think the words i used were it's gonna completely blow my dick through my brain <laughs> and i'm gonna cry a lot um, it's like yeah but... tell you what happens when you throw a piston through an engine <laughs> and like that and that rules but like also i feel like a really cool thing about undertale is that it gets you there in like five hours yeah 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 that's it... that's that's cool yeah, yeah. so deltarune like i think i think I'm really excited to play Toby's larger scoped story mm-hmm. that is going to go for bigger highs. I think it's going to be great. Um, but again, there's a lot of games I can get. Yeah. There's a lot of 25 hour games I can get mind blowing stories from. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that 
I think what I had to kind of wrestle with was kind of accepting like, okay, this might be just a little bit less special mm. um, in that mm. light. Um, it's still fucking fun as hell. Um, yeah, I've not heard anybody say anything otherwise yeah. that like this sounds like a fucking delight. Yeah. It's just, you know, like, oh, like is, this is not the end. This isn't the full thing. Like, mm-hmm. w- am I going to come back to this? And like, do I have to wait for this to be followed up for another three years? It's just mm-hmm. kind of, it's a weird, <laughs> it's a weird barrel of a gun to be looking down at, I guess. I what everybody I, in the discords I was looking at was like theorizing to hell and back, and I was just like, I'm not, I can't, can't. care <laughs> I, yeah. about that right now. I don't want to be I don't, anywhere near that. I have no idea how this one goes. I just know that episode one ended with a real big what, what the hell. What? And then, so that oh, yeah. so I don't know if they end with something like that, and I don't want to know if they do or no, not. But don't, like, yeah, <laughs> threw, there was definitely bait thrown to speculation right <laughs> in the like three seconds of the previous game. Y'all will have a good time. Mm-hmm. It's um, going to be really funny. So, like, the plan he says right now, and this will change because it, chapter two yeah. changed, Yeah, is that three, four, five will come out together and be a paid thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's together is to justify actually making people pay for it. It's going to be really funny, though, if three and four are also just standalone adventures that are, like, four to five hours long. That's kind of what, what I'm... That's, that's what it's sounding like. Yeah. Yeah. But um, it's like, they... Like, I think the, the standalone thing makes sense if they're just kind of, like, you know, doing a Telltale Games episodic. I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. you play it over time, and then you get a little bit, and then, you know, you chill for a couple of years. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe maybe everything is going to fucking explode in Chapter 3. Like, I Who knows? Like, yeah, yeah, we don't know. It might. That would be that would be awesome. The The thing I'm kind of suspecting is that we're set up for a... From the structure is that we're set up for a series of these adventures, and we're going to yeah. get bits of the larger plot doled out. Yeah. Just a little sliver, just a little sliver at a time, and then everything will explode and it'll be amazing. Right. Um, you know, coming off of Amori also earlier this year, like okay, yeah, I, that's what I'm thinking too. Where Amori was explicitly like three little adventures, and then it goes fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. And it even has an extremely similar structure. <laughs> um, yeah, God. So I also think that playing chapter two, going ahead and playing chapter two. It's probably a good idea because if you play, if you try to play chapter one, chapter two, and it does wind up being continue being episodic, I, the, the idea of playing chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, oh, no. that's gonna get real yeah. bad. And it and it sounds like like mechanically like nothing carries over between episodes from what I've heard people say. Yeah. Um, no, they, there's stuff that carries over. Mm-hmm. Um, for, for the first game, I think he not a lot carries over from the first game because I think a lot of people the probably don't was not that. Yeah, like I, still, I didn't have mine. Yeah. yeah, it's structurally. I don't think it's. I mean, I know that there's another route in this one that's very weird mm-hmm. and uh, hidden, mm-hmm. um, and and goes compl- very hard and is very weird and wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't touched it. Um, I I just don't. I'm not really invested enough right now yeah. to um, want to do that. So there is going to be there's going to be fuckery. Um, <laughs> I mean, there but, was a super boss in the first chapter. Yeah. Which there's seemed a, there's really a, strange. I have no idea how to actually get to that. Yeah, the super boss is funny. I, I think um, I think instead of looking at it as like, okay, the next Undertale 2, I think right now it's just like, let's play really fucking cute and fun and like stuffed with amazing intera- little cute interactions. Is the music um, good? 
Oh god, the music's great. incredible. I, I have not heard yeah. a note, and all I've heard consistently is like, "Yep, the music's nothing but bangers again." Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, that's 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 basically all I want to say. I was like, okay, here are ways that we can kind of we maybe manage probably expectations. Go ahead and yeah. play it then. Yeah, and and also I think it I think it's good to manage expectations, and also I think just playing it makes sense. I don't yeah. feel like I missed out by not replaying the first game because again, I think it's mostly a lot of pretty similar stuff. Got it. Um, but it's good as hell still. It'll I be still... A fun, it's going to be a fun thing overall. I'm probably going to replay chapter one because remember how that thing was released is like, here's a survey program. A survey program, yeah. So I played the entire first chapter expecting it to end like at any moment. Every single step. And so that really kind of tainted my... Yeah, yeah. That's probably why I will replay chapter one. Yeah. I kept thinking, there's no way this is going to finish the story arc, and then it finished the story arc, and I was like, fucking what the hell just happened? (laughs) And then there's there's that whole post area in the town, and it's like, game, game, are you going to end? What is it? I was like, did he just drop a full sequel and not say it was a sequel? Yeah, And then it finally ended. I was like, what the fuck? I could not believe what was happening the first time I played that game, and it oh was my lo- God, and it was all largely game. predicated on, oh, this is a demo. It's gonna it's gonna stop me at some point and say, hey, the rest of the game will be out in twenty twenty nine. Surveyprogram.exe or whatever it was. I still have that. Yeah, it's funny. The new one just goes. Do you want to play chapter two? Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I, I think um. I think y'all have a good time, and I think it's going to be a really, I think it's going to be a fucking great thing. It's just kind of facing down the reality of what it is when I'm already maybe a little burnt out with a certain kind of RPG journey. Yeah. Um, Like I'm not going to talk about Xenoblade X um, because I still have a lot more of that game to go. But it's so different. You're not playing that. You're just testing that anyway. It's going to be wild if something actually really bad crashes, like (laughs) the end. I am 30 hours in. I just finished chapter 7 of 12. I mean, that can happen in Xenogears if you play on the the PS3 version. If you play on the version they released for the PS3, the final boss, if it uses a certain attack, there's like a 50% chance it'll just crash the game. Oh my god. (laughs) I was thinking like, okay, the the robot part works though. Like that seemed like something that might. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's pretty far in. That's big and systems-y. Mm-hmm. The robots work smoothly. The robot works great. I don't get to fly with the robot yet. Oh, you get see, the robot, there's still something. But you don't get. I googled it. You don't get the. You don't get to fly with the robot until chapter nine, mm. or you don't get the capacity to do that. So I have to keep playing until chapter nine if I really want to test. To make Just sure to make sure your tests are thorough. <laughs> um, and and Xeno, Xenoblade X is funny because I just basically don't care that much about the story much. Ooh. Like it's like it's Ooh. almost. Like it, it feels like Blizzardy. Oh yeah, that's like, kind of the impression I huh. always got from that game. Like the, I don't know if it's just the designs, but all the aliens look like like one of the bad bad guys just looks like Kerrigan. And I'm <laughs> like, this isn't what I expected from this. Wasn't what? Well, I, I guess I should have because Xenoblade ones, <laughs> when you actually get to the aliens, they look really silly. Yeah. Um, the robots look so good in Xenoblade oh. one though. Yeah. Oh, but no, they they introduced the. They introduce the bad guy aliens way faster in this one, and they immediately just like give off. They, it's like they fell in from a Halo game or something. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, you know, like sometimes the vibe reminds me of, like Jack and Daxter, and I'm like, Jeez. what the fuck is this? This isn't Xenoki. This isn't my Zeno. <laughs> um, but 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 
the open world shit's really fun. If you like, hey, do you like do y'all yeah. like making numbers go up? Nah, oh, no, like not Polly's like no, no, not at all. Making, do y'all like going to place waypoints on your map? No. Yes. Hey Polly, do you like finding treasure chests and then being told that your treasure chest opening level is not high enough yet for you to open that oh, treasure chest? God. I can't believe I was making fun of Xenoblade Two for doing that shit. Yeah. Where it's like your, your waterfall. Sc- sc- yeah, sorry. Your waterfall climbing skill is not level three. You can't do this cool secret you found. And then they have an even more like arbitrary, stupid chest opening one in this. Do y'all like hearing, you can't play chapter four yet. You have to explore 15% of the first continent. <sighs> I just got the chapter eight one was you have to explore 10% of the whole planet in order to it, do not just explore, but do 10% of, like, See, the missions yeah. and explore. 13 like, Sentinels the has content. a thing like this, too, but it's not a big-ass mm-hmm. open-world video game. Yeah. Like, I just do uh, stuff in menus in that game, and it's like, okay, I did, like, the 80% that I needed to here. Okay. The thing was, is, if yeah. it didn't have that shit, if you could just mainline the story, it wouldn't be great, because the story's not really the The story sounds real bad. Right now. It's not... Like, I think it's going to have twists. Like, I think... It, it it's playing like a very str- it's playing it straight in a really weird way mm-hmm. where it feels like a very straightforward mm-hmm. that you're gonna colonize the planet and beat up the aliens yeah and like I have played Xenogears and Xenoblade I know that it's not gonna be that straightforward uh-huh. um, there's, there's gonna be a twist later on that's gonna be like ooh actually the humans were the bad guys all along or something don't tell me, don't say anything in the chat, but like, there's going to be something, there's going to be something like that. And it's going to partially kind of redeem what they're doing with mm-hmm. it. Yeah. But like, I just, I'm enjoying it right now because I'm enjoying it as a game. I'm enjoying like, how do I get to that? How do I get to that big beam of that Assassin's Creed tower over there? Oh, I have It's to... tickling all the pleasure yeah. spots in your brain and it's doing it with like this cool anime exterior that you can mm-hmm. really get into. So even though it's like a form of game that you've not played with or maybe not enjoyed much up until this point, the, the anime wrapper around it's definitely helping you kind of ease into it. And that, I understand that entirely. Yeah, and it's hard. Uh, it's still, like Xenoblade oh. 1, the, the bosses are still like hard level checks. Mm. Um, and like, that's annoying in the sense of like, oh, I've got to grind now. Yeah, But it also just means that like all the exploring and leveling and finding treasure and finding money and whatnot still... There, it feels like there's a point to it because every time I'm doing something like that, I'm building up to a the next story requirement, whatever mm. number it's going to be, yeah. and I'm building up and I'm making my character stronger for the next boss level check. Um, cool. Whereas, like with Breath of the Wild, like once I got past the first five hours or so, yeah, I could, cl- I could climb over everything and everything was easy. <laughs> so it was. Have I told you about playing that game on hard mode? I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, that sounds much more fun. Cause, but that's like the. That's like the deal with Xenoblade X. Like you can't, you also just can't climb up every mountain. So like I'm like, oh, I want to get yeah. up there, and then I'll like walk along the side of the cliff trying to see if there's a, a, a path up. Like you actually have to think about the shape of the world. Um, so to me, this is so far a much more satisfying AAA open world game. Yeah, than definitely... a, a, of the two I've played a good yeah. bit of. It definitely seems much more influenced by stuff like Skyrim or Assassin's Creed, like you said, like the big kind of standard open worlds with their own twist on it. Mm-hmm. And the I way you... yeah, the way the gating works where it's like, oh, you have to do side quests and explore the world. Like, 
that sounds like a much more natural version of what they did with Torna, where Torna was not a big game, and it mm-hmm. still made you do like 70% of the side quests, and I was just <sighs> just literally grinding them out from a menu, like, this is awful. Like, having the exploration element in a huge world, like, to spread it out a bit, yeah. sounds much more pleasant. Oh, yeah, and I feel like I'm, I feel like by the end of it, I will have, like, wrung what I wanted out of it, and I'll have mm-hmm. consumed, like, 20% of it. So I like, mean, it's, even, it's not going uh, to make you, it's not going to make you do 70% of it. It's not gonna make you do 50% of it. It's just, here is a sh- buffet table of MMO <laughs> bullshit. Take whatever you in- want. Enjoy what you will. And I'm like, okay, I'll do that. One was like, hey, here's a million MMO side quests and you had to do none of them. Yeah. Like it, it, it feels on like a game level, it feels a little, it kind of makes more sense to me than Xenoblade 1 does. Yeah. Because in Xenoblade 1, there is like, it, I felt like once I got past the, the, the way the EXP scaling worked, like I never felt like I was at all rewarded for doing side quests in earlier areas. Yeah. Like once I got past that boss, there, it felt like there was no point to going backwards. Like it was yeah. almost always best to just do what I needed to in this area to get past the boss and then get mm-hmm. to the next thing. And even um, the story was never the characters are going back. Like, it did make sense. Yeah. That was pretty much a straight shot right to the end. Mm-hmm. In this, I just, it's a very, in this, it feels like a very natural, like, do a story chapter and then fuck around in the open world for three hours. Yeah. Like, do a story chapter, then fuck around in the open world. And it feels, like, pretty right um, in a way that I think Xenoblade 1 is a much better story. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it certainly grabbed me more on that front early on, but, um, just as a, just as a dumb brain candy garbage thing, um, Xenoblade X is really appealing to me. There, <laughs> so it definitely far. seemed like the right game you needed at a certain time. This I, month. I put, I, I put down trails from zero and I picked up Xenoblade X and I was just like two days later, I was like, I want, I want, this is what I want Xenoblade. And then Xenoblade was like, Yes. Because I just wasn't getting that for, at all from Trails, because I, I was so used to that arc. But and then Xenoblade is like co- so like unfamiliar for the most part. So I'm just figuring out all the systems garbage. Like, oh yes, I'm enjoying this. Has immerse me in this systems garbage dumpster. <laughs> just like, just yeah. yeah, yeah Xenoblade, right? Xenoblade Two. They added his gotcha. Yep. Oh, you uh, can't, I keep getting reminded of that, and then I look at the copy of it on my shelf, and I almost start to cry. <laughs> like, man, I know I'm gonna want to like that game, but the gacha stuff is gonna really make me angry. I think you just Again, need to not care that much. About that's what, I, I need to get exactly to that point. I need to get yeah. to that point before I approach that game. I think it's. So I have definitive. I have definitive edition of one, and I think that that will probably treat me better than XC2 right now because I'm so tired of hearing about and dealing with like gacha systems and shit yeah I think I think these games just throughout are gonna be a ton of system garbage oh yeah and like I think on some level if you're gonna have a a good time you gotta be in a mode where some of that resonates on some level yeah like I said just trying to mainline the story Especially in Xenoblade X. Look, man, Ryza got me into a crafting system, and I don't like <laughs> yeah. crafting systems. Sometimes it's the the garbage has just got to be presented at the right time and in the right way. See, I don't mm-hmm. think the gotcha in Xenoblade 2 is the right way. No, it's not. It's terrible. It's, the problem. it's awful. Maybe just get extremely scared about school in the first week and be like, <laughs> oh, I'm play some of this. 
That's all, all I gotta do. Is need. that all I gotta do? Just do that. Yeah. And then Xenoblade will be what you need. All right, I went kind of overtime there. Yeah. Um, I had a big JRPG. I had a big RPG adventure. Yep. Um, I, I, Rat, what have you been up to? Oh, me. Yeah, I you. thought you said you Rat. Are, you were a part of this. Wait, wait, Rat? Where? Rat. Where? Nah. Nah, dog. It's just me. It's just you. Um. So last, God, it's been a while since we did one of these. Yep. All right. So last time I had just finished my two week, two weeks of anime off work, binge. and it, it was, was wonderful. anime binge. But it was mostly anime movies and OVAs. Uh-huh. Guess what I've been doing since then? Uh, playing anime a series. lot of video games. Anime binge. Anime binge. No, fuck video games. I know. Yeah. I have seriously not really engaged with video games like whatsoever besides the new Toho and like a couple hours of Forza Horizon yesterday mm. where I'm just like hey anime yeah and I th- and I think it was like kind of the exact same realization John had had where I can get stories other places than video games exactly. especially I think Yakuza <laughs> 7 fucking broke me. Yeah, I, that like when we look back at sort of where this started, like it was a super sharp decline yeah, after that Yakuza game. Yakuza 7 just completely demolished you. And I liked that game, but it was so long. Yeah. And it's not even that long. But it was like that game frustrated me because it got really good right at the end. So like the last like 2 or 3 hours was like, "Hey, here's all the stories goodness." But it didn't really, feel yeah. I really feel like something I told a friend I don't think a game deserves too much credit if it makes me cry at the end of 50 hours. <laughs> if you get me, it's not hard to get me there. Yeah. If it, if you have 50 hours to set shit up. But that's the but thing is, I think Yakuza felt like a 20-hour story with a whole lot of padding. Mm-hmm. Because it's just, like, the way the combat... But I'm not here to talk about that. It was basically the same realization, though, where it's like, the ending in that game was good, but didn't feel as earned as like a trails. Yeah. Because I didn't think they'd spent the whole time setting it up. But it was also the realization that like, hey, I can get stories from other places than video games. I'm going to just keep going on that anime train. Fuck yes. Uh, so I watched a show called Odd Taxi. Hmm. And I'm having to go back like over like a month for this one. It's time to make some crazy money. <laughs> Not really. Oh, God. How do I describe this one? So all the characters are animals. It's mm-hmm. got a very cute kind of cartoonish art style. Mm-hmm. The main character is like this 40-year-old guy who drives a taxi, and he's just kind of not depressed, but very somber, I guess. Oh, my and God. Like, this is very cute. It's very cute. It's so cute. And the show is just very reminiscent of, like, Durarara, where... You've got like 10 main characters and then it's all these stories are happening and intersecting with each other Mm. in really interesting and crazy ways. And I just, I binged the show over like two nights because it's, you know, it's like 12 episodes. It's pretty short. And it's just, it's really good. Like everyone is like, this is the secret sleeper hit of the season where like Odd Taxi is actually the best show of the last couple months. I've not oh, heard cool. anybody else talk about this, weirdly enough. Because I think the art style like, like so, kills it for a lot of anime yeah, fans. But, yeah, oh, it's yeah. furry. Oh, you know, it's oh, cartoonish. Right. It's yeah. like, it's fine. It works for the show. It makes sense. It almost looks like kind of um, retro. Like, I almost get like a nice, yeah. like a very warm, like 90s vibe. Mm-hmm. I can see that. And I don't, 
like I, it's hard for me to talk about really what happens because it is so like just characters stories and lives colliding with each other like there's I'm trying to remember like I don't know there's there's a tiny bit of vital stuff in it but it's like like these three girls who are like about to debut and then oh one of them was in the taxi at this time and some guy's trying to get the recording of when she was in the taxi and you mm-hmm. don't know why and then like some other mob guys also trying to get it and then one guy gets kidnapped because he gets catfish like stuff is just happening right it sounds like 428 Shibuya uh, scramble <laughs> yeah that's that one definitely would also be a similar comparison I think because it's an anime all the recommendations are like hey this is like do rah 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 because it's very you know modern city characters yeah. storylines crossing paths and then one of the villains has a whole like whole episode dedicated to him where he just becomes like a, not a serial killer but like very vengeful evil spirit because he got addicted to gotcha and then lost everything <laughs> uh, to be fair very good reason to yeah. become an evil spirit and you know kill yeah. everyone that's very a very good his, reason his evil black story is that he got addicted to gotcha cautionary tale folks yeah so that's i'm just throwing out a, kind of a big recommendation for this one because mm. i just finished it it was just like yeah that was kind of a masterpiece huh that on uh, is that on uh, Crunchyroll? No. <laughs> oh, you're doing oh, your thing again. <laughs> I don't know where you get these shows. I mean, I know where I got them. Oh, oh. <laughs> See what you're doing now. It's probably on Crunchyroll. I think it's so. Okay. Baron out says um, that it, it is on Crunchyroll. So okay, that is something cool. that I will look into watching soon. Cool, cool. Um, so I watched another show. Uh-huh. I, I watch a lot of shows. But you're I'm not popping them back. You're popping them back like a bag of Doritos. Yeah, a, du- a bag of so Doritos. So last time, those bag, <laughs> a bag of Doritos 3D does not last me two days, unfortunately. Mm, those things like, go real like fast for some reason. I don't know where they go. I put the bag they, down and suddenly they're gone. I open the bag and then they're gone. It's weird. Uh, so last time we talked about a show that Polly really likes. Mm-hmm. And then there's the second season that I finally watched. Oh, God. I'm I to strap myself in. Hold on. I'm about no, to have no, a fucking no, aneurysm no. again. Uh, I watched Ghost in the Shell Standalone Complex second gig. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I really liked it. Yay! Yay. In a weird way. So I actually gave it a 9 out of 10 on my anime list. I think I liked it more than the first season. Uh, which I is think that's kind a, of wild. I think that that's actually entirely fair. I see why those two seasons can hit entirely differently. But it's a little weird because I think the first half of this one, I wasn't quite feeling it. Mm-hmm. It was really just that story arc at the end. Oh, it's it just really good. Fucking goes. Like, it, when it goes, like, and it becomes, like, a 10 out of 10 show, it's like, okay, like... There's no way this is not the inferior season. Yeah. I think, like, I prefer, would lean a little bit more towards the standalone episodes in the first season. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I think one of the things that was kind of, I struggled for in second gig was that what makes a Ghost in the Shell story? Yeah. That's interesting. And like, the, the, the first season is a lot of, like, transhumanism stuff, mm-hmm. robots, you know. Yeah. 
like this the episode two where it's like, oh, this guy was dying of like cancer, so we put his brain in a robot, but then the robot went out of control and we had to kill him. Yeah. Like sad stuff like that. Yeah. So like that the first season feels more like in line with what they're trying to say about like the robot and, you know, cybernetic and like getting where rid of your hum- entire where body. The, where the humanism yeah. comes into like like yeah. the second season is more of an exploration of that idea, whereas I think the first season is good at Presenting the question uh, mm-hmm. and presenting the, but not giving you, but but not really stewing on it so much. Whereas the second season, there are a lot of stories that focus a lot on exploring, like where the human side, um, like is still there. Interesting. I was going to say the second story says the word refugees a whole lot. That too. Oh boy, that's uh, especially towards the start, just like drinking game. If they say refugees, you get fucking smashed yeah. within a couple of hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bring out those white Russians. Let's watch some standalone complex too. Let's play the <laughs> refugee game. So for me, rather than like, you know, the cybernetic stories, it was much more political and refugee focused and yeah. like maybe they didn't do quite enough setting up that that was actually going to be the full series conflict at the start. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just missed something at the start because it goes kind of fast. Mm-hmm. But man, that story arc at the end, like Ooh. once it becomes like once it, it's like, okay, we're going to, like, stop teasing around what's going to happen and just have all the everything happen. Yep. <laughs> it's some of the best anime I've, like, ever watched. I was just <sighs> edge of my seat for, like, eight episodes in a row. That makes me feel good. Yeah. Aww. And then the last episode's fucking crazy. Oh, man, it's wild. It ends. <laughs> oh, then... yeah, yeah. That That is a show that went... It ends... Because the first season did not end in the same not way. Not in we, this way. It was not. a very, like, kind of awkward victory where it's like, well, we're not dead. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, survival was the point. Yeah. But, yeah, this one definitely has a much more satisfying and yeah. conclusive ending. Even yeah. though there's still a movie afterwards and then they made some other 2025. Uh, I, I don't know what no, that is. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, says, don't watch season three. Nope, 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 nope. No, I'm not. I do not plan on watching season three, but like, I do plan on watching. Like Solid this. State Society is a good little one-off story, but it doesn't reach yeah. the height of like the Individual yeah. Eleven or the Laughing Man stories at all. Yeah, yeah. I plan on watching the movie, mm-hmm. and do not plan on watching 2045. Yeah, like I've never season. watched The Rise, I've never watched 2045, and I am like the biggest Ghost in the Shell nerd you'll find. And even then, it's not a curiosity for me because it just looks and reads like straight up trash. Yeah. I think I watched like the first episode of Arise when it was on Netflix, and I was like, "Oh, this was fine," but it didn't really have any context for it. Yeah. So, Polly, how much do you have to talk about? Um, I mean, there's the big thing, but we're doing that later. And okay, like, I don't know. It's not a lot. Okay, I, so I have two more shows that I want to talk about. So mm-hmm. I think. It, can do those now because it didn't take that long to get through the first two. Yeah, go for it. Um, oh, God. Okay, I had to remember what they were. Um, so this is a show I watched that's very easy to describe as, like, it's X meets Y. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched ID Invaded, and it's, mm-hmm. like, Psychopaths meets I, the Somnium Files. Uh... For some reason, I thought I, you said ID Invaded, and I was like, Psychopaths. Psychopaths is one of them. Psychopaths is one of them. It really, yes. really is. <laughs> you have my attention. Oh. 
So it's unfortunate though, where it's like it's X meets Y, but it's not as good as either. Of those. I mean, yeah, I I didn't expect yeah. it to be. But it's like the setup for this is so weird, and that's part of the problem is that like your logic gets stretched a little too far too easily. Uh, mm-hmm. So in Psychopaths, they're able to like analyze people's the cops, of course, are able to analyze people's brainwaves and determine like if they're latent criminals and stuff, and mm-hmm. like. Oh, intent to kill. In this, there's like a more fantastical version where it's like when a person has intent to kill, there's residual energy left behind (laughs) that lingers and they have a device that allows them to capture that and then go into that person's brain. Uh... It's really weird. It's like Ghostbusters, but for bad feels. Yeah. But then it leads to them having a lot of, like, very I the Somnium Files-ish dream yeah. world. Like, you can play with the dream logic and yeah. do really fun things with it. Like, the very the show starts inside one of them before you know what's going on. And oh, it's nice. just, like, this world of floating scenery and, like, city blocks. Mm-hmm. The main character himself is, like, not fully together where, like, his arm is, like, has a bunch of gaps in it. And he's able to, like, bionic commando, basically. <laughs> but it's just you know, in that one specific dream world and then there's other weirdnesses. And I'm just... I'm losing my train of thought, sorry. Like, how to describe this show. It's like, it's really good, but then the ending... The ending did not go for it and, like, did not, Uh. like, solve everything in, like, a satisfactory where it's like... They felt like they were kind of leaving it up for a season two or something, which they're probably not going to get because it's just an original one-off. Mm. Whereas something like... Oh, I it's not adapting from anything, and it still did that? I think it's still an anime originally, yeah. Huh. I think because when you start to learn about like where this ability that the cops have is coming from, it's kind of too silly for oh. me. Whereas like, And then some resolutions towards the end don't hit as hard as they could but they they also do get into some a bit of inception stuff where at one point they find like a dream thing inside one of the dream worlds so they start going layers deep and that's probably the most interesting part where it's like wait where are they now yeah you were you were in somebody's brain and then you found one of those things to go inside somebody's brain and went a layer deeper what the fuck is happening like there are really good moments but the ending kind of like i the somnium files ties everything off perfectly yeah, by the end. Yeah. Like, every character in that story is there for a reason. Yeah. And, like, it ties it in a knot. Which is funny that that's the one getting a sequel. But it's also, like, yeah. a six years later different characters, the different location thing. Yeah. Where it's, like, mm-hmm. everything in that first game was so soft by the end. Yeah, you can't just do something immediately afterward. Yeah. Whereas this was just, like, they could probably do something immediately afterward with the same characters. Because right, right. they didn't finish. Yeah. Yeah. But it was it was a fun, interesting watch and realizing like, oh, this reminds me of Inception. This reminds me of Somnium Files. Like, that was kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, I get... Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was stalling. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting when you get like the kind of um, sort of dopey one-off shows that remind you a lot of the yeah other things. Like, mm. yeah. Kind of, I, I kind of, I, I like what you're going for because I liked it in these other things that kind of, yeah. you know, went harder with it. 
Uh, then I watched a show that's funny because it's another anime original. Like I am leaning to a lot towards those right now. I'm a big that fan of originals because boy, I'm real over light I, novel adaptations. I think ID Invaded is an original. Let me look. I'm like 99% sure, but maybe I can it's look not. it up. Uh, yeah, source original. Okay. Uh, I watched another original called 91 Days. Mm-hmm. And it's funny mm-hmm. because this is the type of show, if it was live action, I just would never watch. Oh. Because this this is a mafia show. Like, oh, straight up. Okay. It's just, it's Prohibition era mobsters in America. They don't specifically say way, but where, but actually it's pretty close to Chicago, I think. But the town they're in is fictional. Nice. And it was funny because I just started it last Sunday like at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. was just like, oh, I did nothing all weekend. Let me start this show. And then I watched nine episodes in a row, oh, which is really, yeah. really unusual for me. Unusual, but so, it's always amazing when a show can make you do that. Yeah. <laughs> John posted a picture of the main characters with guns to their heads. It's pretty funny. <laughs> always good. Nice. Oh, yeah. Thank you for that, though, because it reminds me of like what the setup for this is. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. main character is a little kid mobsters come to his house he's hides in the closet and they kill his whole family and then he gets away so he's out for revenge it's very like count of monte cristo Mm -hmm. style Mm -hmm. where it's like he can't just kill them he has to fucking destroy them he wants (laughs) he wants the main guy to suffer as much as fucking possible i'm here for it like those kinds of revenge stories. Yeah. And he does that by infiltrating and becoming that guy's best friend. That's so good. Well, it's just, yeah, it's just the long con of like not being suspicious, not being outing yourself as a traitor. But then when the opportunity presents itself, Hey, maybe that guy you thought that trusted you, you just put a bolt in the back of their head and be like, Oh my God, I can't believe somebody else did this. That definitely wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) So he's just, he is just this empty husk, though, where, like, all he actually gives a fuck about is revenge. Like, he he's not living for consumed, anything else. Yeah. Yeah. And then it gets into that by the end where it's like, what are you living for if you're living for nothing, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's a good time. But it's it's so funny because it's not something I would watch normally. Right. But mm-hmm. because it's a fun animated tale. And it goes pretty crazy by the end, which I appreciated. We are a big fan like, of any anime that goes crazy yeah. at the end. That's again, all you've really got to do for a good anime ending for us is just go fucking buck nuts. Well, I think with it, it. again because it's just this was an original. The story is over by the end. Yeah. I'll tell you that. That's good. <laughs> no, this was another actually, thing where it's like, oh, cool. This yeah. will probably end up on my to watch list. Yeah, it's like there is like an extra episode that takes place earlier, and I haven't even watched it because the story's just over right. by episode twelve. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, that was. It's like a six-hour movie almost, like mm. just watching it over two nights because it was a little bit too long to do in one night. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just like, wow, that was just a good time from a show friend, I wanted. Yeah, a friend hates the phrase. It went hard even when it didn't have to, on the basis <laughs> of like everybody wants to go hard. Everybody's yeah. trying, yeah. and then so. In response, a bunch of other friends just start saying it constantly <laughs> to describe God. everything. Like, I just love that this went hard, even though it didn't have to. Oh. It's kind of like the dickheaded shit we would do. 
Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've ever done the "but it didn't have to" part because I just no. Uh, like I'm hard. always here for it. Like, yeah, yeah. it, it mm-hmm. like you may not have had to, but that's not that's not something I'm going to say because I'm very happy when things go as hard as they do. Yeah, mm-hmm. where it's like I invaded. I was like, I wish it went harder at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. it had to. <laughs> well, obviously, it didn't have to because it didn't. Mm. I know. Mm. I mean, that show was fine. Like, the, I watched one more thing. I watched. Uh, so, do you guys know Lupin the Third at all? Yeah. Yeah. There was, like, there was a bunch in, like, the 70s and early 80s, and then they, mm-hmm. they took a long break yeah. from TV shows. I know. And then in 2012, they released a woman called, named Fu- Mine Fujiko. Yeah. And I didn't watch that one at the time, but then last year I watched, and then three years later in 2015, they did Lupin the Third Part 4. Mm-hmm. And then 2018, they did Loop on the Third Part 5. Yeah. And I've watched those. So so I went back and finally watched the Mine Fujiko show from 2012. And it and it kind of sucks. Oh. <laughs> In a weird way. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was going to ask about that because this, um, this is by the Yuri on Ice director. She did Loop on the Third, a woman called Fujiko Mine, Yuri on Ice, and Michiko and Hachin. Mm. You know. So kind of all name. three. I love Yuri on Ice, but and the other two. So the other two are on my radar for that. Yeah, Michiko Tohachin is great. Huh. I'm trying to think. Right. So there was a name that came that. up with the show. Uh, I, I need to look at the staff right now. Director. Okay, we're not thinking of the same person. I'm thinking of the writer. Okay. Oh, okay. Somebody, somebody was like so mad about the show. They're like Maria Okada needs to stop writing shit. And then I looked up her. Oh, I've heard her name. I looked her up and it was like, oh yeah, there's some stuff I haven't liked on here. Oh shit. Uh-oh. And then one of them was the show I plan to watch next. And I'm like, oh, oh no. Oh no. Maybe I'm not getting to that one so quickly. Huh. It's, I don't talk oh, too shit. much about it, but it's yeah, like, stuff. this was like a seven out of 10 that in the last episode I dropped it to a six. Woof. Because <laughs> it was just such a kind of fuck you ending. Right. Oh, weird. Like, in what way? Like, you can probably just tell us. Uh, basically, the story is a sp- sp- teasing that it's going to do a Mine Fujiko backstory and, like, explain her whole deal. Mm-hmm. And then the last episode is like, JK, it was somebody else that that was all happening to. Mm. She has huh. no backstory still. Huh. It's okay. just really weird. Weird. <gasps> like... You know how there's shows that go hard at the end, and then there's shows where like the entire last episode is exposition. Oh no! I was just like, "Are you kidding me with this?" It's like uh, it was a fine episodic show till the end, and then like this last story arc kind of bombed out pretty hard for me. Ugh. Yeah, so that that wasn't even one I was going to talk about, but it was like, eh, we got like th- thirty more seconds. No, we gotcha. Yeah, it's fine. And then I watched see. Like I told Polly on I think Thursday night, I'm gonna watch the last four episodes of one show, which was Fujiko, and then start another show. Mm-hmm. And I watched two episodes of Fujiko and was just like, I fucking can't with this show. And like I hadn't <laughs> even gotten to the the two part finale at the end. So instead I just watched all of season one of Castlevania because it's only four episodes. <laughs> I like that show. I watched the first two seasons and I had a good time. Oh cool. I'm at the start of season two right now. Yeah, I think season two gets a lot stronger. Cool. I liked season one, but like Episode one is great because it's just cathartic payback when he Dracula unleashes the horde. Oh my god, yeah. The back the yeah. backstory there's a lot. 
Oh, okay. So when I mentioned like the dude getting whipped in the face and the, his eye flew out, you knew mm-hmm. what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. I fucking screamed. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bloody and violent and everyone swears. It's great. But it, it is, but like this one specific moment in like episode two, Trevor fights a human and he's trying to not fuck him up too bad because, mm-hmm. you know, he's not a killer. But he whips a guy in the face and you just see an eyeball go flying. So it's like, it's significantly smaller scale than all the violence that happened so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But losing your eye is so much more in the realm of possibility. Visceral. Yeah, and visceral. I just went, <gasps> like, really <laughs> loudly. I didn't expect it either. Mm-hmm. And then There's that like guy... Two com- more seasons of that show now. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently, four, apparently season four is, like, air quotes, the end. Yeah. That oh, if they okay. do something... That's why I've decided to watch it now. That like, if they do more, and I think they are going to do more, it's going to be kind of a sequel series thing, mm-hmm. where it's like Castlevania Resurrection or whatever, just some random thing. Yeah, like, season as, two, season two leaves things very open for more. Yeah. It ha- it opens threads, yeah. but it has a very big like. Cool. It goes hard even when it does not have to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Apparently, season four though is air quotes the end. Okay, that's good to know. I'm very interested in the yeah. threads that they've opened, so I should f- yeah. watch more of that show. Even then, I like the end of season one where it's like, oh, this is just Castlevania 3, huh? Yeah. We've really, we're really just actually b- bringing those characters together. We've got Trevor, Sifa, and Alucard. And Alucard, it rules, yeah. I like Baronout's idea in the chat. They'll just play, they'll just play the seasons again upside down. <laughs> We have funny people inhabiting our chat. Uh, oh, Tom, the end of season two is so good. Okay. Tom, there's horny stuff in season two that you'll really enjoy. Not to, not to, not to, you know, make your brand too, not to constrain your brand. I'm just saying. So yeah, I'm still not sure when I'm going to get back to video games. Yeah. It's understandable. Fuck video games. Like, I've, I've not played a video game in a while. Sometimes you don't need that. Sometimes you just need you. You just want story. Like you just, sometimes you just you want can stories. get those stories you just want elsewhere music or something. Yeah, get those stories elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I, I that's what I like to. I like to. I just like to. I just want to get them from a variety of different sources, and mm. I feel like I and I, I like being able to jump around and do a bunch of different things. Yeah, and like mm. not not limiting myself to being like a trails person is sort of similar to being I'm not just an RPG person either. Uh-huh. I want to have a bunch of art coming into my life it's and my so, brain. It's so funny because I do try to also be like the generalist, like kind of a little bit of everything person. But then I'm like, but the one JRPG series I still give a shit about is Trails. Like that's the yeah. one at this point. Yeah. Like but Trails I mean, still is still like, like, they're still good there, but it's okay to be a yeah. little bored about it right now. Yeah, and you're not, and you're still not like mainlining it either. Nah, yeah. So like, there's room for other other stuff in our lives. Polly, what? What have you been up to? Oh, oh, it's me. Hey, um, I've I I I've not really been playing video games for the last week, but I did <laughs> I did I did put a cap on a video game over the last month mm, or so. Yes, I want to hear about this one. I finished Mary Skelter two. Uh, that ended up that it took a while, but I I decided to go about this like I'm not gonna just bury my face in this game for like 
you know, hours on end. Like, it still ended up being a 72-hour experience. Oh. It just took me longer yeah. to do because I spread it out. Like, I would, do, I would do a dungeon and chapter or two and then put it down for a week or so. And I found that when I did that, it made it a lot easier to digest because, look, it's a pretty low-budget Idea Factory game. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to be looking at a lot of the same things in those games a lot of the time. And that can be a little boring. Um, it can like it can be visually exhausting, I guess. Uh, I think is a fair way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. Not audio exhausting though, because that game's got a soundtrack with bangers. Like Jesus Christ, nobody told me that Idea Factory could go so hard on their soundtracks, even when they don't have to. Even when they don't have to. <laughs> um, but, like, that game's got so many fantastic battle themes, and, like, they change it up, like, every one or two dungeons, so that keeps, like, that keeps the actual fights from becoming, you know, annoying or bogged down or slow. Um, but I think the most important thing about Mary Skelter 2 is that when we started talking about Mary Skelter 2, you can't talk about it without talking about, uh-oh, like, the story stuff. It's all messed up. Remember? <laughs> like, they they took Mary Skelter 2, and now that's the first game. We went back, and we rewrote a bunch of the first game, so you have to play that second now, and then you have to do all that before you go into finale. It's kind of a bunch of weirdness. And I was really, like, the whole time, it's like, how do you make this work in a way that is going to make sense, not feel contrived, and not be able to just, like... It feels like a story that had already set itself up for failure, in a way, I guess, right? By being as weirdly convoluted and weirdly retro... Weirdly retconny as it was of that first game, for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. But but also going in, it's just like, maybe there's a reason for this. Maybe, like, this... It feels like such specific weirdness to the the way that they approached this um and that's exactly what it is it is specific weirdness mm. because they landed it entirely uh, yes. they made it make it like all the sense in the world and what they don't mention is that even if you did play through that original game and the story that they changed at the uh at the end of the, the the one that comes with Mary Skelter 2, even though they changed that, that first story is not completely retconned. They they mm-hmm. do something fun and interesting with it on the sort of, I don't know that I would call it a meta level, um, but the way they play around with what this story is doing, how this story came to be, and why this story is the way it is, it's not only, it not only makes sense, they, they not only make it make sense from the lore standpoint, um, as well as, like, the mechanics of the world, and why the world works the way it does, they make mm-hmm. it work emotionally. Like, they make Aww. you feel it. Like, like the reason Aww. this story is the way it is, is re- like the it's based on a really really believable strong and enduring love story um and, and that really co- and not only that an enduring an enduring believable and very well put together gay love story Ugh. i don't know why when i was playing this game i had all the the, 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 the the expectations in the world that the other shoe was going to drop at some point. Like, 
like this this something's going to come along like this love story isn't real there's something fake about it and it was just you know like i kept waiting for that for and i have and i don't know why i kept thinking that because like idea factory games are i feel they're pretty progressive with their gender roles and and how they've treated and talked about like lgbt issues in their games like they directly talk about them and characters are very nonchalant about you know character's sexuality it's never a big deal it's just hey like this is a dungeon crawler that has a very well put together story of um of two women at its center who are in love and you explore that and you get to the point like near the end of the game where they actually have like they're alone and they have a wedding and they say their vows to one another you get the kiss and there's even implications that they are going back to their room to fuck like they Jeez. let like they like you know they leave it off at that moment like maybe we should continue this in your room <laughs> like and it's and it's such like and they build it very slowly over like even though they start this story like in love with one another they explain why it's working and they're both trying to like figure out why and if like and if it's like tied to what's called a blood libido, which is something a blood maiden has to do, where she'll just fucking go nuts. Like some, like like Red Riding Hood is the easiest example. Red Riding Hood always has to wear a hood, or she just fucking freaks out. Like so, mm-hmm. I was always I was waiting for the shooter to drop. Like oh, like the reason Otsu is in love with Little Mermaid is because that's her blood libido, and like she just wants to marry her because like that's the thing she has to do. But it's not like that at all. It's a very reciprocated two-way relationship that comes together really well um and it was really really touching by the end like they end the game on this like incredibly strong note and like you know that this entire story had happened because of the basis of this profound love that this character has for this other character um and it ended up way more touching than i thought it would be like I, i was i was not coming into an idea factory game expecting to like have a couple tears rolling by the end when when, when final farewells are said and we're we're packing mm-hmm. up. Um, they tie that story up in a really 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 good way that made me very happy. Uh, that, like my seventy two hours was more than worth it. Like uh, the dungeon crawling. Like it again. This is not like Etrian Odyssey. It's not as nuanced as that. Like the way you mm-hmm. build characters. Um, it's not balanced at all. I also found a bug where you could, like, duplicate jail pieces, which are modifiers for the dungeon that you can, like, make things, you know, like, happen in the dungeon. Like, oh, like, when the roulette spins, I can always get, like, attack up buffs on all my characters because... (laughs) Because, for some reason, the game doesn't count it when I put items in storage, and it still lets me use them. That's weird. Uh Uh-oh. That's a That's a weird oversight. Apparently that they didn't fix in Finale either. (laughs) Oh no! <laughs> um, but but it was still satisfying. Like it was comfort food dungeon crawling. Like I just had a good time, and I still think that like the idea of like I like the way that they spin out the idea of FOEs and dungeons, where like in Etrian Odyssey, they're just enemies that typically they they roam the, the dungeon in patterns, or they will notice you and chase you a certain you know to a certain degree. Whereas with Mary Skelter, I like they like the nightmares chase you. Like they will fought like they can fucking pop in at any time. Like you'll see the sky tar- start turning white to let you know that there's a nightmare in the area. Um, 
And they make that work with the way all of the dungeon gimmicks work, too, because every girl has her own special ability that she can use to help traverse the dungeon, like teleports, bunny hops and stuff, or, like, one girl can use her hair to hit switches and things like that, or grab out of the, or grab treasure chests and stuff. So, like, they make all of this stuff work in a way that's, like, yeah, it's a little jank, but you can tell that they are really, really trying to do something, um fun new and refreshing with the dungeon crawler genre they just don't have they just don't always have the budget to make it seem like it's maybe like on the same level as something like etrian um Mm -hmm. but i still had a good time with it it's comfort food it was just easy to pick up and put down every time i wanted to play it just bang out a couple of floors and like playing a game like this on the switch and portable mode super super, like it's such a good idea like it's such a great format Mm -hmm. Uh, for the handheld, uh, for the handheld platform, it's such a smart oh, for, idea. Yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense to me. Just like Etrian Odyssey being on the DS feels so yeah, right. Like it makes being able to just play yeah. these games on the go. Yeah. So so like uh, being able to kind of just sit at the computer or just chill out somewhere, pull out the Switch, do a, do a floor or two, put it back. That's how I chewed my way through the game. Now the only bummer now is that I had to get Mary Skelter Finale on the PS4 because the Switch version. Sounds really bad. Oof. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened, like, it's weird because Mary Skelter 2 on PS4 is so bad, they never brought it over here. They couldn't fix it. It was just, it was, like, apparently the, like, the, the, there's bugs everywhere, it crashes constantly, and the frame rate is abysmal, so that's the reason that they only oh. release, that, that's the reason that they only released the Switch version outside of Japan. So now these poor games. Yeah, they, suddenly, like, they really I, got put through the ringer, huh? They never got the 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 love they deserve. I feel mm-hmm. it feels really unfortunate. But yeah, I had to pre-order Finale on the PS4, so it's gonna, I'm gonna have to approach that a bit differently. I think. Um, mm-hmm. is, is the first game only on P? The only one on PC is the first game. Yeah. But th- then there's the remade <laughs> but version. But then there's the, the remade version, which is the new canonical version. Oh my. Yeah, you need every single platform to play this series, basically. And you should be playing the the remade version of the first game after the after, after Mary Skelter two. Okay, yeah, but like you the cool thing like is, hours, you play like ten hours of the original one, and then yeah. you're like, then you dropped it and started two. I did like thirty hours of the original. <laughs> oh my god! But the cool thing about like if you like like I'm just gonna wait till Mary Skelter finale comes out to do mm-hmm. the to just read the visual novel format. Of the oh, of, right. of the of the because they're they're including visual novels of the first two games with finale, um, okay. but the cool thing about the the remastered version is like they're like when you start the game it will ask you a question and if you can answer that question it will put you at the first before the last chapter of the first game at a specific level and you'll ha- you'll be able to like build your characters so you can actually start where the major differences. Uh, in oh. that game are like where it diverges from that first game uh, fr- from the original story. So they tried. Uh, I'm not going to play it because I'm kind of just like, okay, I- I've had my fill now. I'm good. Like, yeah. I don't know that I'm going to get the Mary Skelter finale this year. I pre-ordered it because like, I- that's going to be something I want to play. Um, I'll support it. And I'll support it because I think that Mary Skelter has been consistently good. Um, it feels oh. like It feels like something that they've consistently done good with. Despite the fact that it's really wonky, <laughs> uh, story-wise and release-wise, um, yeah, it's good stuff. 
I liked it. Had a good time with it. Um, and if you like dungeon crawlers, like it goes on sale decently enough on uh, the uh, the eShop. Do they still call it the eShop, or do they just call it the Nintendo Store now? I don't remember. I think it's still eShop. But yeah, it goes on sale consistently for like twelve bucks, so you get both games for twelve bucks. Jeez, that's that's a pretty. That's what I paid for it. Because the, the you can't get the physical version because it was re- released through shitty ass limited run games. Because limited run games can go suck an asshole. They're the worst. Everybody suck a limited them. limited run games asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like give me a Wesley Willis song about me about me whipping limited run games ass. If I ever do karaoke, that'll be my song. I whip limited run games ass. Alan says, so they went hard, even when they didn't have to. Yes, <laughs> they, they did! did. Ah! Ah! <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> um, okay, I guess we got another couple minutes here. I'll try to, I'll try to rest. I released a couple of video games. Yeah! I made video games. The first one I'm very, very proud of, uh, because it was so, it was a spontaneous kind of just like I was, I was guesting on Sayara's stream once, and he was playing Super Mario Brothers two, and he got to the part where Luigi's riding over the egg, riding on an egg over the sea. It's like I think it's like level six two or something maybe I can't remember. Um, and I was just like Sayara, I like you a lot. I'm gonna make a video game out of that, and I said it as a joke. <laughs> and, then, and then I loaded up Game Maker as a joke, <laughs> and then I and then I ripped a bunch of assets as a joke. And then I created hit detection for assets as a joke. And then suddenly, a week later, I've got a six-stage video game that is about ten minutes long that I have essentially accidentally created, like, my Scramble-like, I guess. Um, Because Scramble is a a touchstone game for me. I like that game a lot. Um, So, um, wait, 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 hold on. Okay, never mind. Um... Yeah, Scramble is one of the, like, it's one of the first shmups ever. Uh, and it's very mm-hmm. short. It's very brisk. Um, and I always, like, I, like, I, I want to... two loop cleared Scramble. It's like, oh. I want to make a game like that. I want to make a video game that's like that someday. That's just this nice, compact, six to seven minute experience. And then I made, you know, Luigi floating on an egg over the sea. I, I turned this set piece from... <laughs> Super Mario Brothers 2 into a full-on dodge-em-up, a full-on passive shmup. Um, and it was a load of fun, like, just trying to put these levels together. Because um, I didn't plan any of it. Like, it, it all just happened. Like, it's one of those things where you hit a moment of creative zen, and everything you're doing just feels right. Mm-hmm. And that's how things work with that game. I just... I. Those enemy designs, like, recontextualizing these platformer enemies into, how do I make this work, but in, like, an auto-scroller kind of shmup thing? Um, And I was able to do that, and I'm very, like, I don't know. I guess this is the first time I felt like, oh, hey, like, I actually designed the hell out of a video game, didn't I? You did, like, a fucking full-on, paced-out action game. That's the thing that I'm most proud about. I, I am always, like... You hear me talk about pacing in games all the time on here. Uh, pacing yeah. is a big thing for me. And the fact that I am not full of shit, that I know what <laughs> pacing is because I made a very good 
I made a game with a very good, good taste. Fucking shmup. You made yeah. a really nice, fun, well-paced shmup, and that fucking rules. Yeah. Like, I'm so proud of that game, despite the fact that it's tied to, you know, Nintendo intellectual property. If you, stri- <laughs> if you stripped all of That's that out... That's on the edge, baby. Yeah. Like, I blatantly stole it. But you should put what um, Wuzzy put on their um, Nintendo, their Mario fan game and say, cease and desist my butthole, Nintendo. Damn. I, why didn't I think of that? I'll have to remember that if I ever steal from Nintendo again. Which may <laughs> happen because I'm not an artist, so when I make video games, I gotta steal shit. <laughs> There's Good. a part in the credits that says, like, most assets ripped from Nintendo. Blatantly like, stolen from Nintendo. No, but I'm just like... What most? Don't you mean like one hundred percent? Like maybe the Luigi I made, logo. I made the logo. I made the That's sound it. effects. Uh, most of them. I didn't rip all of the sound okay. effects. Um, yeah, it's a pretty high concentration of. Oh assets, yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Most assets are definitely <laughs> stolen from Nintendo, blatantly <laughs> and unapologetically, mind you. Um, Luigi's right in the name of that Luigi's game. Luigi's, like, right there, front and center, literally, yeah. But, like, yeah, I had a lot of fun making that game. I had a lot of fun just doing things that I didn't know would be humorous in that game. Uh, that pe- like, When I saw people play... That's another thing. Like, I've never had people stream a game that I've made this much. Like, this, I've watched probably, like, eight or nine people stream this game. Uh, so thank you very much to everybody that did. Uh, I'm glad, and everybody seemed to enjoy it, and everybody got laughs at different parts that that was just like that told me, you know what, I did a good, I did a good here, like because there were there were just like things I wasn't I wasn't sure would land, or like if things were only funny to me, um, or things that were just really absurd. That's like that's not really funny at all, or if it's like oh this is like the what there's like a stage that literally everybody got hung up off on that I thought was way easier than it yeah. was but it's like, <laughs> like stage four is a motherfucker yeah stage four <laughs> that's the one like everybody gets hung up on stage four and I'm just I almost like, said something in testing like stage four is pretty hard once we got it running at full speed yeah I like, realized like oh stage four is really hard fuck like I can li- <laughs> like I had no problem doing that stage though. Like I, I can't. Arcade, arcade games need difficulty spikes. They yeah. need spikes. Yeah, that's the, the way qu- God intended. Quarter monster stage. <laughs> they, you, it's like, get off the. You need the get off the machine stage. Yeah, that's 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 the way. That's the way God intended it, and um, I I think it's beautiful. Yeah, my favorite comedy moment is like I think it's end of stage five. There's a pipe with like a billion <laughs> so good. heads. Yeah, and you're just like. What the fuck? And you what back you up do? against the left, like, what the fuck? And then it stops just in time. That's one of my favorite bits because it happened by accident. And you can see how oh, it would really? happen. You could see how it would happen. Oh, uh, yeah. Because it's literally oh, yeah. just, oh, I didn't set, I, I forgot. One or something. I literally forgot to set the cooldown timer. And when I saw that happen while I was testing the stage, <laughs> like, no, that's really funny. I can actually use this as, like, it's the last so bit of the stage. Funny. So I, I like I adjusted the timer to be a little more sensible, so that like it like that when it stopped, the pattern that it created would be enough that you could still inch yeah. through. So you'll still never get hit so long as you're at the back of the screen. But it's just like that was like the funny like it was completely by accident. I laughed myself when I first saw. It. I was like, "Ah, that's so stupid! I'm keeping it." <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm really happy with how that game turned out. Like, uh, I, I've been in a creative rut for, 
what I feel is probably like a year. So for that game to like just come out, um, so like there was no issue creating this game at all. I had no problems. Like everything I coded worked 100% of the time. It's just, I don't know how I didn't have to stop and get help for anything. I didn't have to look up anything. Everything I did, I already knew how to do. And when I tried it, it just fucking worked. And the game's really fucking good. It's so fun. Zero issues at all until the game was done, and then we found a big one. Oh, yeah, then we found the big one of, oh, man, Game Maker has some really shitty fucking settings if you're not careful. <laughs> and you like, and we only figured this out because John, like, was smart unintentionally and recorded his playthrough. And I was just like, this game is playing, like, almost half speed. What is this? How did it take you 22 minutes to complete my eight-minute game? This is just the. This was how Expanse released, Polly. Oh, Expanse was the God, same. Expanse that. was the same thing for me. Oh like that, my like God. It was the. It was the game where I just where it was explicitly, like, very clearly paced action game. It felt it just flowed from beginning to end. I didn't have any troubles making it. It was just fun and rewarding. Mm-hmm. And I released it, not realizing that like half of the players are going to play like a seventy-five percent speed version. Oh my god! Brutal. I played it's this. Now. I played this. I played this at the slow speed and was just like, "Hey, oh, yeah, this is a chill, easy game for Sayara." Right? Yeah, like everybody was like, "I think that that's why nobody said anything is because they knew I was like, it, I very specifically made this game for Sayara." Um, uh-huh. and, and like, I guess like both of them thought, "Oh, it's just really easy and slow and babyfied because little baby yeah. gamer." <laughs> But no, like, I know, like, I made a legitimate, like... Oh, you made a really fun action game, actually. It's got some teeth to it. Yep. God. That was so funny. I'm glad that all worked out, and I'm glad I've... Yeah. Yeah, and we were, like, literally... We were literally, like, what, a a day and a half away from release, and when they they were testing, and I was like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. Because I was literally, I'm not releasing this game like this. Like, I will just cancel the release if I cannot get this game to play at full speed. Figured it out. I figured out the numbers. Yeah. And then we had that weird Windows issue on my end where I couldn't change the setting because I ha- I, because I used a little bit of scaling on the text uh, in Windows. <laughs> and you were so frustrated. I was so I mad. See- hey, John. Hey, John. I don't fucking see that option. If you tell me to check that option again, I'm going to take my little plushy hands and beat the something out of you. <laughs> I was just like, just give me the project and I will do it. <laughs> yep. And then it all worked out. And then it all worked out. And then I went in and turned off the scaling settings forever. Yep. Yeah. Yamia yeah, says, where is the, when's the All-Star remake? When's the, the All-Star, the when's the All-Star oh, remake? I do want to revisit that game at some point because there is something I want to do with it, but I'm not going to be Ooh. doing it immediately. Like, it is a game that I will probably update at some point. Like, and it'll be, it'll be a substantial update, too. Nice. Luigi with a gun over on an egg over the ocean. Luigi with an egg. There was something I wanted to do uh, with the ending sequence where like if you Mm -hmm. got where if you got to the end and you had not taken a single hit, um, a a heavy machine gun from uh, Metal Slug would spawn and you could just shoot the final boss. (laughs) I was gonna do that if you got there without taking a single hit, which literally nobody would get. Nobody would get. It's no, hard they enough wouldn't. to do one life. It. Yeah, like it's hard enough to one life. I still but I want to get that. I was still want to snag that no that one life. There is there is something for no missing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'll get it. 
I believe him. Just like I'm going to get a no-miss expanse at some point. I was really <laughs> close to no-missing expanse, but that's because I was playing on the 75% speed. <laughs> and then once I got it running again, I was like, oh, no, I'm actually still very far oh, from no-missing no expanse. My score went, my high score went down. I cannot <clears throat> catch up to Polly now. No. I am I am the master and ruler of expanse. Yep. Yep. I made another game, too. It was a cute little, just a... Uh, thing for a friend. It was. I played, I played, you mentioned, I made two games and I immediately downloaded that one. I was like, oh shit, I forgot to play the shrimp game. Yeah, I played a, a game called Junkyard Dave Eats a Lot of Shrimp and it's just an inside joke shit post game because he hates shrimp. So I just made a, I just made it. I made a game about him eating a lot of shrimp. He sounded like he'd been going through a bit of a rough spot lately. So again, another one of those things where I was like, you know what? I want to make something silly for someone. Uh, that's why I made uh, Junkyard Dave Eats a Lot of Shrimp. <laughs> but it's a game where, you know, I'm on this thing right now where I noticed that all my games, like my last few games, have just all been like, the name of the game is what you do. So we got, you beat the turbo tunnel. We got yes. <laughs> Luigi floating on an egg over the sea. And we got Junkyard Dave eats a lot of shrimp. Holly, Polly, you can say it. They're light novel titles. You can say it. They are. Oh, this is like, this is my light novel era <laughs> of game making. <laughs> Luigi in another world on an egg over the sea. Yes! I mean, literally. Yeah. It is. That is the plot of Mario 2. That is, yeah, it's subcon. Well, that depends if you define Dream World as another world. Please check the style guide. Mm. (laughs) John will get it. I retweeted one of those memes that was like Isekai purist, Isekai, like one of those grids. Yeah. So I was like. Dream World is not simply another world. Is Inception an isekai? <laughs> is Matrix an isekai? It's <laughs> <laughs> such a dumb joke and it always makes me laugh. It's like, good. It's, like it's, it's an isekai. It's as good as any of the, the Persona 5 jokes that we continually make. <laughs> that aren't funny, but we continue to make them. <laughs> In Persona, you get whisked away to another world <laughs> of the dungeons. It's Persona and Isekai. <laughs> did Persona 5 invent Isekais? Yes! Of course it did! Why wouldn't it? I'm done. Fuck. <laughs> 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 okay i'm good okay so yeah um that's good hey polly yeah you're you're a fucking you're a fucking game dev wizard expert you have nine fucking games on your i do itch page and that is i told you this Nine games was the arbitrary thing I decided like three years ago where I was like, if I see an itch page and it has nine or more games, that's like three rows in the grid. Yeah. I'd be like, oh shit, this person, this person's doing something. This person's I'm doing, doing something things. here. doing things. I have ideas. Because my thinking is like, okay, if somebody is prolific enough to be generating like nine different things, then they're probably like onto something, whatever yeah. it is. That's probably, we're probably onto something. So that was like I even made like a um like a, a folder full of itch creators that had nine or more games. And I called it itch power power creators. Damn, I'm a power creator. I'm You're a put, power I'm a, creator. I'm gonna put that in my uh, I'm gonna put that in my Twitter bio. Beautiful. Itch power you know, creator a... according to John Dyer. 
<laughs> I gotta make sure I got enough characters for that. You know, it's extremely funny. My itch page has eight things. I just oh, damn! Oh, damn! <laughs> Rhett! And, like, Rhett's the one that literally made, like, a fucking three-year-old magnum opus. But, nah, not a, not, not a consistent enough power user over here. <laughs> sorry, Rhett. I'm sorry that I beat the turbo... I'm sorry that you beat the turbo tunnel. It's way more prolific than Hunter's Relic of the Stars. <laughs> I'm glad I got you to... Uh, I mean, to I'm be gonna... fair, Relic of, is six of those eight things. <laughs> wow yeah yeah just like dude put all the project n3 games up there that's like i never nine. wanted to put those i never wanted to put those up because they stole the music that's oh. these are all like license free stuff well i don't think it's very much cares they i guess they don't huh? because i no, mean they, i got fucking I mario all over my shit i use turbo yeah. tunnel music you can probably you can be prolific i just too. when i set this up like five years ago that was the line where it's like okay if it uses uh, music i'm not gonna put it on here understandable interesting you're welcome, Polly, for getting you to put Polly Mario Brothers and Happy Moosey on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're I'd, being hidden away. I'd hidden those. Like, I didn't really hide them. I didn't know where Happy Moosey was because I, I think I lost the source, unfortunately. Um, it might be on my other computer. My other computer's chilling downstairs, though. So I might be able to actually find the source and, like, up the, upload that. That'd mm-hmm. probably be bad code. I'm afraid to look at it. <laughs> This is this is another good game I'm putting in the chat right now from my friend Tom Smizzle mm-hmm. that he only finally put on his itch page because I kept bullying him about it. Oh, so, yeah, hey, that, yeah. Are you putting the B game? I keep replay, replaying it, and every time I have to hunt through your Tumblr to find it again. Oh. <laughs> keep talking for a second. I need I need a sec. All right, John is still wiping his butt. John needs a moment. Need a moment. Need a moment. Eat some toilet paper. <laughs> Thought you could just eat a Snickers. No, but they're not. not. Oh, I said the brand name. Uh, we're so. fucked. Great. Got to go back, and I have to edit this entire show now. Decent assist my butthole, Snickers. Boom. <laughs> I think that's how you can actually legally get by any C and D as if you just, you know, tell your lawyer to go to court and tell him to C and D your butthole. Hey Nintendo. Hey Nintendo Life is good. It's okay sometimes. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm feeling pretty good about it right now. I'm feeling a lot better than I did last week. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's been pretty. It's been a pretty good. It's been a pretty good go. I can't. I have literally nothing to complain about for like the last month. Uh, things have been exceptionally good for me, so I'm not gonna. Aww, not gonna crazy. complain. I am not gonna sit here and try to act like. I just need to complain about. <laughs> I just looked in the fucking mirror and jump scared myself. I mean I that a... makes sense. I see a selfie of you, and I do. I feel the same thing. No, no, it's because I got a really bad haircut today. Oh, oh no. no! See, I can't even make fun of that because that's that's got... actually miserable. Uh huh. I got it just buzzed, not buzz cut. Oh but like, no! Doing the buzzer because like I realized every time they were trying to scissor cut it to be like partable, they would like leave one side. Oh. Like easier, so it could part it over. But then my hair just sticks up and, and into curls, and it would always look lopsided and bad. So I was like, just have them like evenly buzz it all around. I use one of the long guards, so it's not a buzz cut because it's still like an inch long or yeah. so. But I still look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, what did I, I do? Like, no, I look like a cop. I'm just, I hate it. <gasps> oh God, that's the worst. 
Oh, my first thought was a Nazi, but you know. John, well, well, got him. Well, okay. <laughs> we're there. This is where we're at now. This is, we're 143 episodes deep. It had to happen at some point. <laughs> it was gonna happen. It was, it was just bound to happen. It's the nature. It's the nature. It's the nature of the internet. Go ahead. It's the nature of the internet and being in game spaces. It's fine. I will just. I, I'll just have to be extra adamant about censoring your gamer words from now on. Is all. I said I looked like a Nazi, and then I immediately said, uh, "Same difference, am I right?" <laughs> Between that and the cops, and I thought you were responding to that. Oh, <laughs> I mean, sure. What is the difference? Fighting political commentary here. Yeah, we're just killing it. We're scorching, right, even. Right out of a Rage Against the Machine album. Yeah. I found a Rage Against the Machine album. Did you know that Walmart stocks vinyl now? No. I only saw this, like, last Sunday when I went uh, to, to grab a couple of things I needed for a project. And mm. so... I'm going down their electronics aisle, and I notice that they have a selection of vinyl and vinyl players, and this just seems like the most unWalmarty thing I can think of. Yeah. But then, but then I start looking at the vinyls that they're carrying, and they all have like like they all contain the explicit lyric stickers too, which is very, to my knowledge, this was very uncommon for Walmart to be doing. Like I last I heard, they only stocked you know radio edits of albums i saw uh tyler the creator's igor which was wild uh, run the jewels four um and, and and the wildest one of all was the debut rage against the machine album like what like that album cover I mean, let alone that not let alone the band and their political leanings and how they wear that on their sleeve but just <laughs> That album cover? You're not censoring that at all? That's at a Walmart? Just really struck me. It was really striking. I didn't buy that vinyl of that album, though, because they remastered it a couple years ago and made it loud. One of those. Yeah. I'm not sure they did a good job on the vinyl remaster. I might buy it if I read up on it, but I don't think I didn't. I, I didn't want to take a chance. You don't want to take a vinyl home and, because I don't think you can return those. You open mm. a vinyl, you know, you're popping that packaging. They can't do anything about that. Anyway, that was my weird tangent. I, I, I'll let you know. Like, next, time, next time on updates from Walmart, I'll let you know what chips they had last time I was there. Stay tuned. The answers may shock you. John! <laughs> what? Sorry, I'm still laughing. Oh. It's just... What? what was the fucking joke before we cut? Oh, it was the fucking Persona. It was the Persona, persona 5. Yeah, the Persona 5. Guy. Yeah. The Persona 5 is a Nazi, I think, was the joke. Oh, okay. Yeah. <sighs> so, I've been... So, that, that segues right into the kick I've been on for the last month. Uh-oh. Um, Is that... It's just isekai shit. Just lots of it. Just... Oh, just j- diving headfirst into that dumpster, mm. huh? Yep, I think I told Red at some point um, that, like, I, I know in the past that I did, I jumped into media things as, like, a joke. 
in my head. Like, wouldn't it be funny if I liked the, if I it, really liked this? It never ever struck me as ha ha. I'm gonna do a thing because it's funny. It always struck me as he's gonna dive into this because it's trash and he wants to live in trash. Like, I will give John the benefit of the doubt. I think re- continuing on the Ruby journey actually did sound like a joke at first. Mm. <laughs> that was definitely like when, that was definitely extremely. Wouldn't it be fucking funny if? I mean, it um, definitely got to the unironic love, but it started as a joke. Yeah, um, and I think I kind of just realized that, like, like Polly, like I, like Polly said, I don't really want to like humor that, <laughs> and just kind of acknowledge that, like, okay, I just this, I have flavors of like garbage that I really fucking like, and I'm just kind of, kind of living that. And Own that. that. Own it. And we get to talk about it on the podcast. Isn't isn't that fun? Yeah, like we'll have so much to contribute. I know. So I was like, I, I think there's a part of me that wants to get deep into isekais, and I don't think that that's from uh, wanting to, to be funny. I think it's just I, I've been thinking about like where that's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking about like if if showing, if, if you yeah. were a gay, if you were a gay man, you'd want to be into isekais. <laughs> Boom, got it. Um, that's kind of that was kind of uh, I was thinking about like Chuny stories it's yeah. sort of like like that's energy. your energy right there uh-huh. that's that's the real energy and yeah. this guy handles a lot of that oh they they, they live in Chuny fucking bullshit land yeah and my thing and I was thinking about like okay what is the difference with this with this shit versus other kinds of anime other kinds of stories mm-hmm. like Basically, like, what? Why? Why am I just have barely touched any like straight shonen? Um, like, I haven't touched My Hero Academia. Um, I haven't touched any of the big ones. I, I kind of want to check out like Hunter X Hunter. Like, for some reason, that one just looks kind of nice. Um, and I, keep I hear, a, I hear a lot of good about that one. I know nothing about it. I don't know. I just it's like if I I want to. There's a part of me that wants to do like one of those big shonen shows, and that's one of the ones that is like. Not 700 episodes. Yeah, and... I think there's a very obvious reason we're not into, like, the ones that are 300 episodes long. Yeah, that that matters, too. But if, I can always, like, watch one season and dip. Like, that's... I I'm, I think I'd be fine with that. With Bleach, I've heard that's what you're supposed to do, is, like, watch the first two arcs and dip. <laughs> Bleach sounds like one of the ones that went real bad. Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Even in, the, even, even in the manga. Yeah. Um, and I think the deal with Chuny stuff versus um, a lot of the shonen stuff I've seen, like Full Metal Alchemist, even Dragon Ball Z, um, is that it, Chuny stuff tends to be very like romance centric. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think, I'll, and like with Fate, like that is literally was a it was a hentai VN about like yes was about pursuing about having root, different roots with different girls. Yeah, like even even Stein's Gates main character is chuny as fuck and it's centered around and there's a romance, a big romantic element. Yeah. Um and I think a lot of shonen stuff is all, like a lot of it like women just don't really play a factor at all. No, no, they're there the to be they're there to be killed. Uh, and discarded and ignored and told that they are women, and to cheer on maybe oh, to cheer, cheer on, on yeah, Goku, yeah, yeah, yeah. cheer on Goku from the sideline yeah. after bearing his child. Uh, 
there is so much just like, and then they got married at the end, like with the, f- the female characters, like yeah. they're just there to be the prize at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chuni shit is gross in completely different ways. <laughs> <laughs> like it's still really shitty, of course. Right. Um, but it's like still like the way fate, like pay, like it's the fate is centering the romance is centering like the internal worlds of these characters. Um, in like very intense ways it's they're still subject to a gaze um that's often really gross like with fate yeah. and whatnot um but it's a very different flavor from like like a, just how my hero academia sounds to me basically um or like full metal alchemist like i love that's like my favorite thing that even kind of fits into that mold mm-hmm. um but in that show, like it, it just it's very much like a boys club show, I think. Um the way a lot of it plays out. I kind of felt that very intensely trying to watch yeah. it with the my watch buddy who we watched like a bunch of romance shows and rom coms together. And then we watched, tried watching FMA and I was like, Oh, this is a very the, different energy. The weird thing I've heard about FMA is that and I kind of agree with this, is that there are more girls in the Brotherhood version of the story like, yes. that play a prominent role. And the yeah, author a, is a woman, so that kind of tracks. Yeah, the FMA, it's especially rough because it's, like, multiple plot lines. Like, three plot lines in the first, like, eight episodes about oh, serial yeah. killers killing women. Yeah, yeah. That's like, Jesus, yeah. okay. While the, original, while the yeah. boys are there off solving things to the side. Yeah. Like, okay, here's our story. The original sh- show, especially, was just, we are going to focus on these two brothers and everybody else is kind of on the side. Yeah. Also, it's an isekai. Um, Reverse isekai. What? Oh my god, you're right. Fuck. Stupid. <laughs> oh my god, you got me. So that's just what I've been thinking. I was just thinking about it a lot, trying to like parse out um, what was appealing to me about these. And I think it's that, mm-hmm. that combination of being built in a romance is really nice for me, because I'm ultimately like really sappy, and I like that shit a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, while also having the really dope Chuny action is just like my my favorite. That's my favorite combo, um, and a lot of the Chuny stuff is really good at kind of grounding it in stakes, which which good Shonen is good at too. Um, so the 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 three things here that we've got are that um, Cecile was reading a bunch of um familiar of zero the original light novel because that is like the formative isekai of the genre and it has like a full fan translation online and was reading along with it and having a really fun time and i was already like interested because i read that article i shared with y'all about like so much of the shows that are being adapted right now are descended from this like one naro um novel posting site like they're ao3 basically um and that's that's really cool to me because it recontextualizing the the glut of isekai bullshit in anime as being like oh a bunch of people on this amateur fan fiction site are getting their stories adapted into anime inexplicably is very is just viscerally very charming to me mm-hmm. um and then finding out that a bunch of them started off as like fanfics of like these one or two specific stories and familiar of zero is one of them um so she was reading the books and having a really good time. And then I wound up watching this, the first season of the show with her. And I had a really good time because it's it's like an older show. 
Um, so it adapts around things to yeah. actually have like a satisfying conclusion and whatnot. Um, and this was a very fu- this was a very funny one because with all of these, there's some really weird fucked up element to how the romance is handled. And in this one, it's that the girl's extremely mean. That's always a pleasure. She's so so mean because the premise is that this boy is sucked into her world as her familiar. So the like she does the familiar summoning r- ritual and everyone else gets like a cool dragon or like a or like a or like a pet mouse that has magic powers and whatnot. And, and she, she just, just gets a boy. boy. She just gets, she just gets a boy. Just this kid from Japan and everybody's like, ha ha, you suck. And she's already like really angry because she can't do magic really and everybody constantly makes fun of her for it. And then suddenly she just has this boy she has to take care of, which is also a symbol of a big failure. <laughs> and she just treats him like shit. And it's a romance, and then they kiss at the end, and it's like, what? <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> like, I don't, you, you'd, um, there's a part of my brain that was like, you'd almost think I would be, like, kind of triggered by some of this shit. Maybe but a little nope. bit. Maybe a little but bit. Nope. It's just really, really fun. Like I, I pointed out, like um, the one thing that like, like she just like she deprives him of food and beats him with a riding crop, and it's all played for laughs. It's so weird. Um, but the one bit was like when he's muttering under his breath, and then like he thinks that she's behind him and flinches. Like I'm sorry. And I was like, oh, too real. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A little too grounded there. The light novel sounds really lovely. It sounds like it leans also has that element like very intensely. Um, and then he does, and then they have scenes where he just does really, really cool tuny shit. Cause he has this one cool power where he can wield like any weapon, like have proficiency in any weapon that he touches. That's his, that's his, that's his power and shit. And the lady has, a, and Louise has her own power. Um, and the way the and the way the whole dumb romance played out, and the way the powers all played out, it wound up being like really kind of sweet, and it made me happy, and it was badass. And then I was kind of thinking like, okay, I kind of, it was cool also seeing like the sort of prototypical versions of a lot of these tropes mm-hmm. that you would go on to see and stuff like re zero. Yeah, just yeah, thinking is, yeah, the way you describe this is like yeah, she summons a boy with no powers, and I'm just like, it's fucking re zero, Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah, that was the first thing yeah. that came to mind. Hey, Rhett, Re colon zero published on the same on the site. I might know have, might be related. I have some um, stuff in common with familiar of zero. The big one is that of re zero, the wife is nice. Yeah, that's a huge difference. <laughs> Every, I mean, that that's kind of the show's fault is that all the girls are super nice and forgiving of his bullshit. <laughs> But Louise is just the other extremely extreme, polar opposite. Like, like I think that I've, the girls in ReZero need to have a little bit of anger for how entitled this motherfucker is. Yeah, um, she is the total of one eighty. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a word I have for her that I won't say. Yes. <laughs> is it cunt? Is yeah. the word cunt? cunt? Okay, the word is cunt. <laughs> it's the it's the complete opposite. Where this boy just like puts up with. It, it, it's just it's still ultimately like pretty devoted to her and it's sort of inexplicable and you and 
he just kind of is endlessly patient mm. and sweet, and she is the project. <laughs> <laughs> so it's completely different vibe from like ReZero. Right. Um, I, I watched like half the second season so far. They changed directors for the second and third season. And I, I feel like I change, I, there's a slight vibe change like right away because um, the main boy immediately gets way more horny. Oh, and, like, oh yeah. okay. Yeah. So, like, the first season's a very nice standalone thing. If you can... If... <laughs> if just watching this girl, like, treat him like shit <laughs> can make you laugh like it obviously did me. I mean, um... this show was all over the place back in the day when we were, like... When I was di- diving deep back into anime again, like, mm-hmm. in, like, 2006, 2010, the show was all over the place, so I know it. I can't. This show is from 2006. That's like the era of anime original ending. Yeah. I have never heard of this show until like last month. It is completely out, me- off my radar. I remember when you posted, you sent me this list of like anime you're planning to watch soon. And I was just like, <laughs> the fuck is familiar? Zero. I'm not even going to mention that one. That sh- I don't like that show. <laughs> and then that's the one you just immediately watch like the same day you start watching it. To see her finish the light novels and really had a good time. I don't know if I can immediately I can follow her down that track because like a chunk mm-hmm. of them are machine translated. Oh no! And I'm like, oh, that can't be my first light novel journey. That can't be my first long light novel no, journey. No. Um, they're still like edited by a person. Like they look readable. Um, okay. from all the excerpts she's posted, including from machine translated chapters, but mm, oof. Um, she's still had a great time. The rough thing, those books finished. The author died in 2013. Yeah, it's a, it's a really unfortunate story. Mm-hmm. Like, right near the end of writing it. Yeah. So the last two, he, like, dictated notes from yeah. his hospital bed. Oh, wow. Yeah, he died of cancer, and it was really, yeah. really prolonged and unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And they ghost wrote the last two volumes from that, from those notes. Um. But yeah, that's there's there's so much history there, and mm-hmm. that it all fit, plays into this larger um, history of light novels, light novel adaptations, web fiction, fan fiction, all for this Is- dumb fucking show. Isekai, isekai. <laughs> and at, at one point, I think I joked to either Red or Cecile. I was like, I can la- I can enjoy both um, Rants and Sill. And Luis and this boy, and that's and that's because I'm a feminist. <laughs> it was definitely Cecile. I hadn't heard okay. that one. Um, so I had a really fun time with that. Mm-hmm. Can so I, I say looking... one other thing? Sorry, go for it. There's one other thing that struck me catching up on like the legacy of the show is that there are four seasons of anime. Mm-hmm. I knew there were at least two because I dropped it, and then I knew at some point they'd made more. The other thing is, season one is 2006, and then, you know, season two, season three, season four. Season four is 2012. It aired the same season as Simple Gear season one. <laughs> Passing so the that, baton of great art. That's why there's this merch of double-sided anime poster. One side is Familiar of Zero, and one side is Simple Gear. They that's briefly wild. crossed in the night. <laughs> but also the fact that this got four seasons I was just like jeez really and apparently <laughs> all of them end as like maybe it's the last season we're gonna get to make so we're gonna do a little anime original ending 
stop laughing because there's so many good faces. It's just from that era where they're just really good faces constantly. Mm. Um, See, I think that, isn't that more of a director thing? I would say. Yeah, like, that's more of a director, key animator kind of thing. Because like Konosuba has extremely yeah, good faces. Konosuba's got mm-hmm. faces for days. Mm-hmm. They tell them on purpose. Go fucking wild with this. Yeah, it doesn't take. There, there are some things that'll really get me to just enjoy a show, and good faces are a big yeah. one. Like I got that from Precure for sure, yeah. for sure. Um, so I was looking down this list of Naroke, um. Uh, light novel adaptations that the show, shows that were started off as being from this um, this one AO3 esque um, uh, website, and I just looked down the list and I was like, I recognize like all of these, like ReZero, um, the spider. So I'm a spider yeah. in another world. So what? I'm um, I'm a slime. So I, I reincarnated as a slime. The the uh, ascendance of a bookworm. Oh um, my god, the, the one I'm into. <laughs> fucking, like, redo of healer, like, bullshit. And then one of those uh, jumped out at me because <laughs> it had an extremely striking title. Oh um, god, are we really talking about this? It's, it's, it's like the best fucking media. I, it's like my favorite fucking media I've engaged in in the last month. So it's game, I, game of the year. So um, I, I want to talk about this, but I think we can drop a little content warning again. <laughs> Okay, yeah. content warning. Fucking, Go! Every single fucking podcast. <laughs> uh. Say it. So this is a story that has a lot of depictions of rape in it, and uh, it gets kind of smutty yeah. in parts of it. Yeah. It's a John, it's a John Thayer segment, don't worry. Sorry! Just your typical John um, Thayer segment. Welcome. Okay, so this is J.K. Haro is a sex worker in another world. Yeah, I kind of, like, I'm interested, but now I know it's like, oh, cool, it's all rape, great. I mean, it's, I was, go very, ahead, I was very close to actually buying this on Amazon. Yeah, now I'm just kind of like, well, volume. maybe I don't. And I read that. the descriptions of like, hey, the first, like, entire half of this is extremely, extremely, extremely rough. It's, 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 I, so I posted... Um, when I started, I was like, hey, you know when something could either be, like, really nice and well-observed, or, like, a, just a total fucking dumpster fire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, I got, like, I was, like, a third in, and I posted, I'm kind of leaning towards dumpster fire. Right. And then uh, near the end, it really pulled me back in. Um, I want to, I, I, it's just a very weird thing, because it is that. Like, there's just a lot of base. Like, I think um, a lot of the reviews kind of try to underplay that um, and be like, oh, no, it's actually da 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 da. But there is just, like, a lot of, like, grody, violent smut mm. throughout it. Um, this is a light novel, by the way. This is a, a standalone light novel. Um, and it was the first, like, I read the first Kanasuba and then I read this. And then this was kind of like, oh, shit. Because it wasn't adapted. It's not, hasn't been adapted to anything I saw. It was just, like, its own standalone Isekai book that I just fucking adored. Um, and I was like, oh shit, maybe I could do this light novel thing. Uh, which is exciting, because that's something I, that's a person I could see, I have seen myself being for a long time. Um, but, it's a very striking title, because the, the, the premise on the back is literally like, my dumbass otaku, this dumbass otaku at school tried to s- tried to save me from a tra- from a car hitting me and wound up getting us both killed. Great. And then we reincarnated in another world and he got a bunch of bullshit cheat skills. 
that he's using to adventure and I got nothing. So I'm being, I'm just, I, I, the only way I can get by in this shitty, shitty, awful, misogynist isekai world is working as a sex worker. You gotta, you gotta work with the asset you got. Yes. Um, and I, I, it's very funny cause I did have a friend actually read the book and then we just talked about it for a fucking hour about all the stuff we liked. I don't, it's one of those things where like, um, one of the big turns is a lot of what kind of brings it around for me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I guess I could kind of just say, um, but the, but that's the, that's the basic thrust of it is just kind of her day to day in this environment. And she's then... getting the basic thrust of it a lot. <laughs> Boom. And then... Boom. <laughs> She explicitly is. And the way that she's forming, like, these various connections and her inner voice, she's extremely sarcastic and funny and strong. Mm. Um, I think something that helps a lot for me throughout it is the way that she she just, a lot of, like, there's a lot of shitty customers, basically, is is a lot of what people are talking about with the first half being rough. But it's not like she's... um, it's not so much like suffering porn, I guess. It's a lot of the time she's like just making fun of these shithead, right? Shithead meatheads, like limp dick macho men. Don't couldn't satisfy a woman if they tried. Yeah, a lot of it is like, God, you're boring. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I repeatedly felt attacked <laughs> reading a lot of that. So I was like, Oh God. So, so that, that it cut to some insecurities there, I felt was um, um, evidence of some power to its approach, right? Um, and then in the back half, um, it focuses even more on kind of her building relationships with the with the other people. Um, it has like her kind of sad backstory. It has things come to a head in a very major, potent, hard hard to read way mm-hmm. um and then there's just this extreme explosion of catharsis um that has to do with the way that the thing plays with isekai tropes right um and the way that it basically like turns everything around and just has this like really strong message um just the way that it handles that I the, the shithead otaku boy and the way that he's dismantled like in a very grounded way um it really hit me in a heart in a really gut way like I there's a point where I just put down, put down the book and for just like 5 minutes I just kind of got to cry like in a really ugly ugly cry way mm. um and like the the it feels like a lot of the the porny parts are like a way of drawing in a specific audience right and then the back half and the meat of the book is about giving that audience the message they probably need to hear more than anything else in the world and and didn't want to hear it judging from the reviews yeah. Oh. Yeah, it, yeah i got a lot of people mad at the reviews um, but I think that that, um, because it, for it being too rad femme yeah. trash. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, Why does a woman want respect? What the fuck is the deal? Pretty much that. So, like, I think that the... I think that it got that many response, that many negative responses is sort of evidence of it, like, successfully getting people who are like, oh, I'll read the, the horny story about the sex worker and another isekai. I'll read that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then getting blindsided by, like, what do you mean women are people? Oh, God. <laughs> um, I don't know if I would necessarily call this, like, something that I think everybody needs to read. Um on account of it's full of grody violent smut like it's sort of tricky to is i'm glad it's not an anime yeah oh my god because i don't i don't know how you can adapt this there's a manga and i don't even know how you adapt this into a manga and have it not like dip way too far into the smut like it it toes a very a very weird line um for me um, where I, it feels it feels very grounded in what the story needs to be doing in the book format. Right. I think in in anime format, it would get it would just be need to be too like um, titillating. Yeah, and I don't. I think that would work against it. Titillating does not sound like what this is trying to be in the end. No, it isn't. Um, so I don't know. I think. Um, excuse me. Uh, I don't. I don't think uh, this is necessarily the message everyone in the world needs to go on here. I think if you're the kind of person that would grab a light novel full of rapey smut, that's an isekai, then this is like, like I said, kind of the best possible version of the the way the theming, like I I think I I finished it and I was kind of like, Oh, that was like the best H manga I've ever read, (laughs) like politically and cathartically. Right. Um, so it felt very like, important to me in terms of how it played with these tropes and spun things around in a very cool way and because it was just a light novel that's soaked in these tropes soaked in like chuny stuff and then also is like soaked in feminist theming mm. um it was like that, that was very nice for me that was something i i hadn't really found yet um because like i i'm at a point where like with with like ReZero, I'm I'm I really liked watching that show, but I feel kind of similarly as Polly, I think, with regard to how a lot of that the romance and whatnot is handled. The entitlement really fucking bothers me. Yeah. Um and obviously I've engaged with a lot of other stories like this, so thinking the perspective of this was really nice for me. Um so it's if any of that sounds appealing <laughs> I liked it a lot. I liked it a whole lot. I already had one friend get to it. I think I've got one more in the queue. I don't I'm not desperate for anyone to read this if they don't want to read it. Don't read it if you don't if this doesn't sound appealing. Mm. Um but boy, I just fucking loved it. Um uh beyond that, I've just read the first 3 volumes of Kanasuba now and it's just it, I just fucking love Kanasuba, y'all. Kanasuba's yeah. great. Those characters are just so fucking enduring. They're so mm-hmm. like Despite the fact that they're the worst assholes, <laughs> yeah. they're so lovable. I feel like I feel like Kanasuba is just like my favorite sitcom. Yeah, like that, I yeah. think that's a good way to put it. <laughs> Seinfeld in another world. <laughs> <laughs> it's like doing all this easy guy stuff. It's just, but it like as a dopey sitcom yeah. with these great characters, and I think that rules. Um, I, I'm in the stuff. I'm in the meat of season two now. Um, I have 
I have I, volume six and six is when it starts being unadapted material. Yeah. yeah. So I'm very I'm very excited for that. Um, and God, I love Darkness. <laughs> she's so good. I like Megaman. I think she's like the yeah. most fun for me. They have a spinoff light novel about her. Yeah, like well, they did a whole movie about her. Mm-hmm. The movie <laughs> adapts volume five. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Uh, maybe it. Pull, I don't know if maybe it pulls it from the prequel one that's about her, but yeah. yeah. Um, but I'm very excited to see to go to follow this story through to its conclusion because the the last three aren't out yet. Um, over here, yeah, but they're fan translated, so I feel like if I just keep buying them and reading them, um, and I get to the end, I'll just read the fan translations of the last three and buy them as they come out. And I'll and just, I I'll just, just, I'll just borrow them from you. Perfect. <laughs> All right, that worked. Hey, ask it's Cecile just... if she needs that copy of Psychono Volume Seven too. Oh, she never got back to me about that after the fifteenth, so I don't know what happened. Okay. Yeah. So I, that's. I think Konosuba is going to be the one where I like. I, I can't do a machine translated. Yeah, like you novel. need that personality. You need the writing uh, to have a little bit of attention to it because you're dealing yeah. with nuanced comedy. You're dealing with nuanced personalities that. Yeah. The comedy is in how these people are assholes and 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 are, are completely inept. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they're so funny. And I think one more thing is that when Konosuba does have like action set pieces. It's like it makes them. They're actually like really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they do it in such an effortless way that you don't notice it. You're just enjoying the great jokes. Yeah, like the I got to the finale where they. The, I mean, just the finale, like where they fight the headless horsemen when they fight the the mechanical fortress. Mm-hmm. Like if those were in shows that were played completely straight, they could still be badass, pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. And then Konosuba just like does that so effortlessly that you don't even really notice that it's doing that mm-hmm. and then works in just constant jokes just constant yeah. great jokes <laughs> just like the, they're holding the bomb that's going to explode and she says i don't i can't t- i have to teleport somewhere but i don't i, I can't teleport it to a popular place can i, I can do random teleport teleport it randomly <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine i take responsibility it's great like you have to love it like it's yep. just it's begs to be laughed at it begs me laugh. I would say no. the movie. Yeah. The movie goes so hard at the end. Yeah. <laughs> Even though it didn't Even have to. Even though it didn't have to. <laughs> <laughs> so those are my two journeys over the last month. Just a shit ton of RPGs. And then um, just and a shit isekais. ton of isekai. Isekais. Light isekai. novels. I want to be. I can. I might be a light novel person. So. Yeah, might be. You did write so, one. I, I think. I think that's part of it is that I, I kind of re- you said you said that and it got, you know, the way things do sometimes. Yeah, it things get stuck, in, stuck my, in your head when somebody says something. It got stuck in my craw. Right? It gets stuck in your craw? Huh? It got stuck in my craw. And then I was like, well, fuck, maybe I really like light novels. Where can I get more stuff like what I wrote? Because what I wrote was extremely good. Yeah, yeah. And I'd like more it. like that. Yeah. Um, And then I, I was like. That was like the thing with J.K. Haro is like, oh shit! It's not like, it's not just doing the Chuny stuff. It's Chuny and the feminist theming stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's kind of what I was trying to do a little. It, I like feeling like part of a larger tradition. So that that, that it, it feels like, and also J.K. Haro doesn't have illustrations. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh, you don't have to do that. You don't have to. No, have those. you don't. You, you no, it's, be... it's 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 a 
It's. I mean, I think that people do it because, I mean, obviously, it's sort of the tradition, but I don't think mm-hmm. it's yeah. in any way required. You can I see mean, it's not required. As far as right. I can tell, like, when they publish on that, that one self-publishing, like, AO3 site, like, there's no mm-hmm. illustrations, and then they, they will just get licensed to do a proper, like, print run, and then they do illustrations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It looked like I, I found the original website where J.K. Haru was published on there, and it looked like they were published over the course of a month, which was I mean, it fucking, is pretty short. Yeah, which was I mean, it's 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 like twice as long as the Konosuba volumes I have. It was like two hundred yeah. something pages, um, but I was like writing that in a month was like oh my god, that's inspiring. Um, all right, that's it. That's my everything. Cool. Oh. Thanks for listening, y'all. Okay, Rhett. So I don't have anything else because I thought we were kind of only doing one loop around this time. Oh, (laughs) oops. So I will just, here's my addendum to the last thing. I looked Mm -hmm. on that list of like things that have been like published and adapted from that free novel site. So this is the title that caught my eye. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. The world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. That's the title. I like. I feel like you could just use Mad Libs to write these things at this point. <laughs> that one sounds Mad Libsy. But here's the best part. Okay, novel series, July 2018, and then on the free website, light novel, 2019, six volumes. Manga, January 2019. I was uh, that was actually a little bit sooner. So I was like, okay, this one doesn't have an anime because I've never heard of it. It's gonna get anime, one. Anime television series, well, well. October 6. 2021, 2021. There we it's go. starting the next season. How wild does <laughs> that have to feel to go from like writing something on a, on basically fanfiction.net um, to having your own full-scale... Like, Rhett, you've been... like, What are you it's doing? Better it's better than sex. I can than imagine sex, it's right? better than sex. John, could you imagine like your novel? Yeah. I thought about it a lot. I thought about what it would look like, what these scenes would look like in like anime format a lot. I mean, I thought that, listened, I thought that they were envisioned like that as you were writing them because it's how they read to me. But it's being envisioned. <laughs> yeah, sex is great, but have you had your light novel adapted into an anime? Yes. <laughs> My God, there's so many. A regular Magic High School, Rising of Shield Hero, like almost every. I've heard one of, of all these. Just, yeah, there. It's it, all of these are from Ao3. All of these are Fifty Shades of Grey. There's one on that list that I had is actually a really good movie called I Want to Eat Your Pancreas, and it's not what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yep, I saw that one. Like, wait a minute, isn't that like one of those classy movies? Oh. That one's actually good. Yeah, it's not an isekai. It's like the only thing on that list I was like, yeah. definitely not an isekai. God, I'm, I'm looking at the list again. So, all right. I just watched a lot of anime, but we already talked about all the anime. Cool. I just can't believe I picked one at random and it happens to be getting an anime in a week and a half. That's like, are you wild. kidding me? There's just... What the fuck is this one that's just called My Isekai Life? Okay. Okay, it's My Isekai Life colon. They, some of the... I gained a second character class and became the strongest sage in the world. Oh my god. Some of these titles are so ridiculous. Like, I hit max level by killing slimes for 500 years. <laughs> like, did, did I make that up or not? You'll Mega never know. No, that's real. I, light novels. I saw a anime TV. That one. They just get so... That would be a good segment, is making them up and then mixing them in with real ones. No, making them Mad Libs. Real ones are beyond parody... Making Mad Libs and then doing those live. Uh, and they and those are the the, 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 the names of the books. 
I and feel also, like... And also, this is why all of them have the same setting. Yeah. Which becomes really obvious once you've watched a couple, like, wait a minute. Oh, another Demon King, huh? Yeah. I feel like the Mad Libs game will never produce something as funny as Sex Worker in Another World. There's so. a reason that one jumped out at me. Yeah. Like, that's kind of one where oh, I'm just like... That's just like... Like... It, it might have turned game. out. It might have turned out a little weird and bad in some places, but that's one where it's just like I'm interested. I think that's okay. I would take a stab at writing something like that. It would probably be fun. Yeah, I think. I think that there's a really I, fun and horny way to write that story. I think this is. I think that's. It's probably the story. TV8. Yeah. To be honest, like I think it's. Like I, I wanted to be clear about what's in it, but like. It feels extremely purposeful and smart to me. I really, yeah. really liked it. Okay. I think that leaves Polly. Oh! Oh, it, okay. So, this doesn't really fly well if you're listening to <laughs> the audio version, but to people watching the video version of the podcast right now, they see what I'm about to announce and have been looking at it for the last two hours. Uh, I, I accidentally became a VTuber. Yep. This is a joke, even <laughs> though you didn't have to. Yeah, right? I, no, I, that wouldn't, it be, wouldn't it be funny if... What? I yeah, said, wouldn't it be so, funny if... Yeah, so that's a thing. Like, the last year, it's just been a constant joke of, haha, Polly the VTuber. And, you know, I get it. Like, I, I made... I made what some people may consider disparaging remarks about VTubers, which is never meant to be disparaging, more of the idle side of things, where it's the, that's the commentary I was trying to make. I've always thought that VTubers are pretty cool, because, like, I've always seen that, like, oh, that's probably a really neat way someone with anxiety could express themselves online and have, like, an online presence mm -hmm. where they normally wouldn't in a world where everybody's got to have fucking a webcam up in your stream yeah. all the time. This is a this is like even back in the Kazuna Eye days, which it's not something I engaged with, but it was always something I looked at and thought that's really really cool and interesting thing. And when that mm -hmm. becomes more available to people, it's going to be an interesting thing. And since then, we've absolutely seen that happen. Where you know, like it's obviously exploded at the corporate level with stuff like Holo Live and 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 other corp-based uh, VTubers that are following that idle format, but you also have, like, indie VTubers where they're mm -hmm. kind of not adhering to those really strict guidelines or those really strict um, behaviors, tropes, and things like that. So watching all of this kind of balloon over the last few years has been interesting, and like I said, for the last year the joke has been, haha, Polly's gonna be a VTuber, and like Probably three or four months ago is when I started thinking, well, what if? What if I just did it? What if I just, what if I fucked around and turned myself into a VTuber somehow? And it went through a lot of incantations of the idea of like, oh, okay, I'll do it as an April Fool's joke. Uh, then literally everybody was doing that as an April Fool's joke, so I killed it. Uh, I had something set up yep. and everything. Like... Uh, oh. And it was all based on the original stick, Polly, which was used in The Adventures of Pat and Polly. Um, and sort of the idea was always to just kind of like, okay, like, what's the logical endpoint? And then, like, Sayara introduced the idea of doing a ping tuber, where when you talk, it switches between two images. Um, 
he did that on his last stream, uh, and it was really great because he's got like this cute Muppet avatar now uh, out of it. And while looking at all of that and, and stuff, I started to get these visions of like, okay, what if like, what if like Stick Polly could animate and I could just put her in the corner? Wouldn't that be funny? Wouldn't that be a <laughs> silly thing to do? And the more that I kept thinking about it, the more it, it came back to like, what if? I just went whole hog on this thing and got a live 2D model rigged. And luckily for us, I happen to know somebody in our group who is a VTuber and did do all of her own modeling work and all of her own rigging. So I got in touch with her. It was just like, what is the feasibility that we could turn my stick figure into one of these cute little avatars? Because I like, there's no other way this could work. Like, I couldn't come out with, like, some anime girl avatar in this work. It would not be honest. Um, oh. <laughs> because it's not it's not what I would do. Like, it's not what anybody associates with me. Like, like the stick mm-hmm. figure Polly has always been very enduring. It's always been, like, like, since 2009, it's been a facet of how I've represented myself. Yeah. Like, I always represent myself as a stick figure with a big dopey smile <laughs> and, and, and uh, red hair with an orange carrot, uh, yeah. like, highlight. I mean, if you really think about it, you were the original VTuber. I, I never really did anything like that, though. Like, I, like... But you've, like you said, you've had this avatar for over yeah. a decade. Like, this like, avatar... Like, it would be crazy to just be like, yeah. hey, this is the, the new Polly. Stick Polly has existed for you know since 2005 technically Mm -hmm. so i mean i think it's a i think it's a testament to how enduring the symbol is that we played guardy party twice and like half of the drawings half of the drawings you're like hey this is when that was a lot of was me yeah like but this is when i like those guardic phone things were like when i knew i was kind of just like you know what i'm about to blow people's minds with this i think because i'm sitting there (laughs) and like literally one of them was polly's vtuber debut and i'm sitting there like if they only knew what was going on behind the scenes right now, they'd fucking flip. So, so like, it just got stuck in my craw, and it became this logical endpoint of something. It's just like, you know what? I actually, like, it went from a thing that was just, like, going to be a one-off joke to, to just be like, ha-ha, I'm going to get you all for saying the thing all the time, to... Um, when we were when I was working with Melly, uh, Twitter.com slash Sweets Parade, she is the one that did all of the art and rigging for my model uh, that you are looking at if you're watching on Twitch or YouTube right now. Um, when uh, we were working, uh, like we were working on the the final details of it last Saturday evening, and then uh, she calls me up and. Uh, put on the headphones and on my screen pops up my goddamn animated avatar and she's talking Aww. through it. And she, and <laughs> at that moment, I knew that this wasn't a joke. Like this is no, like this is a thing I actually want to use to help express myself a little more, uh, to have like, to do little fun things with. I think it adds something. Um, hmm. it adds a new little cool thing to what we're doing. And the fact that like, I've always kind of thought that, VTubing was a great way for people to express themselves in ways where they feel they couldn't because they're not comfortable putting themselves out there in that way. I get to do so with this really cool, like, culmination of um, this stick. It started as a stick 
figure. It morphed into a plushie. And now it is a VTuber that is a plushie stuck in the internet. And that happened completely by accident, too. The story of, like, like, like the little... Because, you know, you, you gotta have a cute little gimmick, right? For your for your VTuber. Yeah. It's, it's, it's gotta be a cute little fun of thing. Of course. So, like, when I shot the test... When I got home and I set up the camera and stuff to do the tracking, and I set up a test video, I just started recording, and I put myself in a video... Um, over a picture of my website in a browser, and I just said, "I'm stuck on the internet," and oh I was like, God. "And I was just like, that's fucking it. That's the end. That's how this all works. I'm a plushie that got stuck in the internet." And again, Melly did an incredible job of like replicating like the way that the plushie looks, uh, the way that it moves, feels very plushie like. Um, the fact that it doesn't blink. It's really cute. Like that was a very intentional design decision because it's like, but it's also like, okay, well, if you can't blink, why, why'd your mouth move? I'm sorry. I'm not taking questions at this time. (laughs) It's another fun, (laughs) dumb little joke. I get to add to the, like little instances like that. So it all happened by accident, but it became like very, um, purposeful by the end. Like when I'm giving somebody money to rig up a 2d, a live 2d model, um, that's when it's just like, yes, I am that type of person that will go that far for a big dumb joke, but then it's just like, no, like this actually is going to become something like much cooler. I think like this goes far beyond a joke. Uh, now it's a, it's a really cool thing. Um, yeah, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm one of those. I'm Fantastic. A v- I'm a VTuber. It's weird. I think that's really nice, Polly. <laughs> I feel like you've, um, I mean, this has been kind of a long journey, right, of, um, like, various forms of expressing yourself more online. Yeah, like yeah. Just, like that original stream when we did our podcast. Like, yep. Yep. It was like, oh, I'm, I, I will talk online. Yeah, like, that's, that's very scary for the first time. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and for somebody, like, I'm never going to put my picture out there. But this is a great mm-hmm. way to facilitate that same kind of familiarity because this is an image that everybody's familiar with. And now that it's mm-hmm. like moving and animated uh, and talking, it's got my voice, it's got my sense of humor, it's got cute little props I can play with. <laughs> it's like, it, it's perfect. Like, it being the culmination of 16 years um, just feels great. And again, the fact that I got to work with another artist in the community, like, that's always a big thing for me. Like, I hate, like, when I commission an artist, I don't like saying, like, I they worked for me. I want to say I worked with them. Um, mm-hmm. Which is why I let Melly have some control over the outfit and, and the way the hair was going to look is because I want to work with her because I like her style and it fit, like, as soon as I thought, like, as soon as I imagined what a poly VTuber might look like, she came to mind first because, yes, she's done her own rigging before. Um, but also, like, when we got to the idea of just, like, co- copying the plushie, her art has a very soft, um, almost plushie-esque vibe to it in and of itself. Yeah. And when I imagined, like, a little avatar talking and moving in the corner of a screen, she reached in and pulled that exact image out that I wanted. Uh, so when we're setting up, it was just like, literally it only took like one draft to get 
exactly what I wanted. We made one, uh, two changes, which was just lengthening the hair and giving uh, the the outfit sleeves and a turtleneck. And, mm-hmm. like, that was really it. Like, everything else just came together, like, in a perfect freaking storm. And here we are, the new future, where I talk through this cute little... I talk through <laughs> this cute little Polly. This cute little Polly plushie um, that has a lot of history behind it. Uh, and I think that, for me, that just makes it mean a lot more. Because, like I said, I couldn't have tried it out some anime girl avatar and this worked. I don't think it, it reads as honest. Um... So being able to, like, be the plushie, like, that was always the plan. It's just, like, I want it to be either the stick figure or the plushie, so I get to marry them together in a really fun way. So, yeah. I think it's so fucking nice. Just when I saw it on on Saturday, I was immediately like, oh, shit, yes. Oh, my God, yes. Perfect. Yeah, I I did a debut stream uh, last night. (laughs) When, 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 uh... When VTubers are, are, are hitting the scene, I guess it's customary for them to debut. I wasn't going to do it until Ify was like, "No, you got to do a debut stream. You got to let of people course, know. Ify. You got to know. Well, you got to let people know who you are." And I'm just like, "Well, I'm gonna. I do when something is big and stupid. Those are my two primary motivating factors. So, like, okay, if I'm gonna de- I'm gonna do a debut. I'm gonna just throw myself into it. And I spent the last week putting together that presentation we did last night." And I rehearsed it Friday night, too. I rehearsed it. You went big, even though you didn't have to. I went big! Even though I didn't have to. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. That's an episode. <laughs> Fuck! That's too good. How do I not end on that? How do you not end that on that? That's good. Jesus. Good. My dog died today! Let's go! My dog died today! Where's the chat? You realize that's a hollow life meme, right? Yeah, I know it's a hollow life meme. Okay. You've been watching a ton of the Rat Girl, right? I not a ton. I do watch yeah, her I mean, though. Just, like she, like I think, she, like she is my favorite personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, like that, like I've never actually clicked personality wise with many of these. Um, mm-hmm. I did like, um, 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 I did like uh, Rainey's um, playthrough of Virtue's Last Reward. That was mm-hmm. good. Like, she she proved to be a very fun uh, personality just because she's a gigantic dork that, that, quacks like, curious. That, that quacks like a duck to the theme songs. <laughs> she, she says good. She, she meps her way through songs. It's great. Um, that is good. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess you could say that, like, sort of like a, a kind of like finding a hollow life character that, like, oh, that I liked, and 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 then like all of this stuff over the past few weeks of people, ah, oh, Paul is gonna be a VTuber, stuff like that. It all kind of culminated into this perfect storm of like, let's just make it happen. And the moment that, like, like I said, when Melly called me and was talking through the avatar herself, it all just clicked. It's like, okay, yeah, this is this was the right call. Like I know that this is something I really want to do. So, and I'm and That's I'm just so nice. and it's just here to be something to add fun. I'm not here for fame or anything. I don't want to be like I have no aspirations here. Like because like mm-hmm. I said, like like I said last night, everything we're doing is just stuff I do on stream already. I'm not changing anything. There are some things that I might do that are that are a little different than normal that were inspired by, but they're gonna have my own spin on them. Just silly little things you might see here and there. Look, I'm a shit poster at heart. You know I'm going to be doing some <laughs> stupid shit. You saw the dumb Anthony Fantano thing I did. I assume. Yeah, I posted that on Twitter earlier. 
Yes, the, yeah. I saw that was the the album review. Yeah, album. the album review thing. Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. I did a I did a funny because I remember Sayara did uh, a, um, a cover with with me as Anthony Fantano, and I was just sort of like paying that off with the by doing a little shit post about it. So. All right, gotta make a gotta make a little spider ping tuber so that we can there you go go um, collab play. Um, Oh my Alter god! Despair girls. All right, we can do that. I will, John. Finally. I will. I will absolutely guest host on your stream if you want to stream Ultra Despair <laughs> girls. I will bring my model along and we will have a good time. Excellent. I'm a spider that got stuck in the internet. You're a spider that got stuck in the internet. <laughs> Life is good. Poncho in here thinking I'm going to do a karaoke stream. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> buddy. Ha 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 karaoke. Yeah, but get right on that. All right, good episode. Yeah, I missed it. y'all. We did a good, This was a good one. Like I said up front, I said that we were due for a good episode, and check it out, it happened. We did. I thought it. this was going to be a short episode. Apparently not. No, we went about as long. Like red. Like uh, if you would have had another the three hours. hours. It's always three of, hours. Yeah, a lot of John there. Give him a lot of yeah. John just yeah. We front loaded a lot of John. Whole lot of John there on the front. That's fine though. It worked out. Don't worry. He's got a lot in the back too. He got a lot. Yeah, apparently he sits on people or whatever. Said he was big. I don't know. I'm just tall. I'm just okay. tall. I'm just tall. I feel like I could flop over like a domino and you just you just crumble. Yeah, it's like your patented noodle technique. <laughs> the patented fire noodle. It runs in the family. It's passed down by generations. Talkcast always has a satisfying length, just like something else. Oh, y'all know what that could be? A foot long hot dog? Because man, yep, I'm very hungry right now. God, I am too. You yeah. know what else? I love y'all. Yeah, yeah. I am really hungry too. Yeah. <laughs> We're all very hungry, so we are gonna get the. Hair. See, I'm gonna move this. I'm gonna move this lime over here. I'm gonna move the lime. See, I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing. I'm doing visual comedy. Oh no, it's layered wrong. Never oh, mind. No. The joke doesn't work. It shows up behind the character. <laughs> oh well it's all ruined I'm gonna eat and read fucking light novels I'm good I have, so, I, I have like multiple ones stacked up that all I bought right. and never read yeah I'm very jazzed good 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 John Thire tell the internet folks at home where they can find you farawaytimes.itch.io crunchyroll.com slash simple gear still that's still where you're hanging out I'm never leaving. You're never leaving. It's going to be your permanent home of residence. You can find me on my dumb website, of course. Thanks again, everybody, for coming out. You all are absolutely beautiful. Uh, We will catch you next time. And remember, we are the podcast that loves you. We are the only ones that love you.